Through the ages, a myth is told of an evil creature that feeds on the souls of children. And the only way to destroy him is to call out his name. You mention my name one more time without reason, and I am going to punch you in the face. steal a newborn child that his evil may live forever. I hope my daughter kicks as many men in the groin as she possibly can. Now is the time. Welcome to the Wrestling House Show, episode 117. My name is Chris. And my name is Joey. And of course, this is our monthly wrap-up for the month of November for our WWE-centric wrestling watching for the month, uh, which you can find all of the previous months on, for 2018 anyway, on cnjradio.com. And November didn't have as many weeks as October did, so maybe we'll get out of this under two hours this time. Yeah, you know, I was like, man... Thank goodness that, uh, thank the man, that it's going to be a nice short week and we don't have a lot to talk about. And then NXT UK happened with their two episodes a week. Yeah, but they... That really stacked... (laughs) It felt like last month all over again. They they filled in the gap left by the end of the Mae Young Classic is what they did. Yeah, I I realize what they're doing, but they're still doing it. Even after they've crowned their women's champion, which I know we're going to talk about. Yeah. yeah. But even after that, they're still pulling two a week. I noticed this first week of December, there's two episodes. Yes, I'm complaining about wrestling (laughs) content, but you know why if you know this show. They, yeah, but they're doing it because... I think. Triple H recently announced that they're doing an NXT UK takeover in January. They recorded these, all these episodes, I talked about it before, in the summer, like August, June, July, August, somewhere around there. And so they're trying to get all of these, that content uploaded to television so that we can see it because obviously they're building storylines that happened in those days that they have to get done before January happens. So that's, that's the other reason why they're doing it, I'm sure. If you want, at the end of the show, we can speculate on what those takeover matches will be. Because yeah. I haven't heard any announcements yet. But uh, You see forward. some stuff kind of forming, it seems like, but some doesn't. Yeah, we'll speculate a little bit on it. Yeah, but, but before we get started with the television this month, Chris, I, I'd like to open up, if I may, okay. with an interesting industry story that I, I'm, I've been constantly fascinated about this. Now, Chris, I'm sure you're aware that if you can find one of those online sports bookies or even Vegas, it uh, has where you can gamble on, like, pay-per-views now. And this has oh, been going sorry. on for a few years now. I seem to remember it back in, like, the Attitude Era time, but I don't really hear about it anymore. Yeah, but it's it's been going on. Yeah. And it's, you know, <laughs> first of all, I can't believe there's that you could do this. I mean, yeah. I, I know that there's even gambling for, like, like TV storylines, I think. Like in yeah. other scripted shows. Because, you know, WWE is a scripted show. Right. So this is way beyond sports betting. It's entertainment gambling. It's, and know. I'm fascinated by it. I never do it because, you know, it's predetermined. <laughs> like, I yeah. feel, I don't know why I feel like the money is safer in betting on something that's not predetermined. <laughs> right. Well, over the occasional NBA game. But, uh, <laughs> like, 
so here's here's my point okay. to why I bring this up. Sure. Is it this kind of ties into it a little bit. But this isn't just gambling on a pay-per-view or just the results of and just having a good laugh. Yeah. Now there's an online and I forget the website, so forgive me, and they can come after me if they want. But you can now gamble on the future of the elite. <laughs> <laughs> on one of these sports bookie pages. What does that mean? It basically means because of all the speculation surrounding this supposed new Fed that might be starting up. Okay, yeah. They basically are opening up the field and betting now to what will the elite do next. And you can bet on whether they will start their own company. Okay. Or if they just stay with New Japan. Or if they sign with WWE. Now there's like a uh, like a double the odds yeah. like payoff if they join wwe it's like plus 1200 if that means anything <laughs> to you it doesn't but yeah. it sounds like a lot yeah so and this ranges from the different major players involved with the elite they actually have different betting odds so the bucks kenny cody and hangman page mm-hmm. they all have different lines on where they're gonna go <laughs> as far as their, their vegas odds so okay i was just like wow would you gamble on the future of the elite at this point or do you feel like that maybe they're hedging their bets uh as, as we speak just to make a few extra bucks why not right <laughs> yeah i mean it's that's bizarre to me but yeah because I mean, I'm sure they are hedging their bets. Not that they're betting on themselves. Well, you can get a friend to do it. Asking yeah. for a friend, right? But yeah, they're they're <laughs> poking around, seeing what they can do. And if not, I'm sure they're going to stay in New Japan. Yeah, uh, there doesn't seem to be one on Jericho right now. Yeah. But uh, the the only other thing I saw about this in, in the story that I saw, I, st- I saw the official story on WrestleZone, just to give a little credit here. Mm. But the one that also makes me laugh is, what role will JR have with this supposed future? Okay. So... Now it's not only just that will the Fed be a thing. Yeah. Now it's okay. Let's say that it is going to be a thing. Yeah. If it you is can, a thing, who's going to be in it? You can now mm. gamble on what Jr.'s role with this federation will be. So now you can bet on whether, and they, they even apparently, you know, because of the trademark that we saw, yeah. if it's going to happen, it's going to be called All Elite Wrestling or something sure. to that effect. So will Jr. be not even a part of it? Be head office. Be the GM or a commentator. So you what can, if he does like three of them? Like part numbers two, three, and four sound like he could do all of those at the same time. And has. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty so, sure he has in the past. So wow. Yeah, because when he was main play by play guy, he was basically yeah. had a talent relations the whole right. time. So, so do you if you bet on all three, do you lose twice and win once? Or how does that work? I guess. I mean, I guess you'd have to pay both sides. Right. Why not? You know? That's silly. <laughs> if anyone out there does it, cool, but that's silly. Yeah. If anybody, if you, or if you know anybody that's yeah. done it, please have a message yeah. us because I just like to know what their journey is. Yeah. Like, tweet at us or whatever at House Show. <laughs> Beyond that, I guess that's going to be our only non WWE talk that we're going to have this month. Well, I like to shoehorn a little bit of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, we we both like to do that. So. Yeah, and the I think the end of the month kind of ends on a low note, especially for the, some of the marquee shows anyway in yeah. WWE. So yeah. it's good to start strong. Um, we do have some big stuff to talk about though, so let's get right into week one. And what did you, what was, week one is always a little bit difficult on these shows for me to remember exactly how I felt about these certain weeks that are weeks in the past when we're talking about them. It depends on the show. But I do remember that the main event of Raw, when I look back at it, I was like, oh, that did happen in November. That was a thing that made me feel some stuff. And that was the Drew McIntyre versus Kurt Angle match. 
Yeah, that that was weird and uncomfortable, and you know, it definitely conveyed emotion. I'll yeah. give it that. At least, at least I felt something about something that was happening yeah. in Raw, and so that hasn't really right. been happening a whole lot lately. Yeah. That might be one of the standout things for the entire month. I mean, spoiling Raw here, but yeah. really nothing besides that Intercontinental Open Invitational. That was the only other thing I think I liked on Raw. Period. This entire month. I will disagree with that, but we'll get to that in, okay. in another week. I'm really down on Raw right now. Okay, yeah. well, b- besides the uh, you know the tie-ins to the SmackDown stuff uh, well, with their Survivor Series, yeah, yeah, but come on, that but that wouldn't be nearly as good without SmackDown well, yeah. being involved in it. So no, I, I give SmackDown the credit for that. Okay. That almost okay, that's almost enough. like it didn't even happen on Raw. Uh, it did, but yeah. I mean, I mean, you almost. Uh, the Hulu version, they could have just cut away after the finish of the match, and I wouldn't right. have even known, you know, yeah. which I almost half expected, but I knew right. it was coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I'm, we're all over the place here, but, yeah, I, I first week was just, you know, man, I tell you, this was probably a good week for UK just to swoop in and just deliver, hey, right from the word go, got a killer UK title match. Yeah. And you know me, anytime Pete Dunn's got the gold on the line, I'm I'm there. And he's been defending it a lot. On it seems like because they would do like back to back shows for these tapings. So the first batch of shows, it looks like he defends it at every single show. Yeah, because he's had what three, four title matches so far. And, and as neat as it is to see him defend it all over the world, even in shows I don't get to see and I just hear about it, that's yeah. neat. Yeah. But I'm glad that Pete Dunn is finally on my television on a yeah. consistent basis. Yeah. So I, I any. You know, any misgivings I might have had about, oh, this is going to make the schedule a lot harder for me. You know, these are the moments where that all that goes away. Yeah. I could just relax and, and watch a good wrestling Those are match. your rewards for getting through some of the other stuff. Yeah. Because I, I think they ran away with it for sure. I mean, the uh, the 205 main event was really good. Buddy Murphy versus Mark Andrews. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mark Andrews, you know, definitely growing a pair on 205. Because yeah. he hasn't really had that moment yet on 205. Not on 205, least, no. But it's, you know... I think he got a real good look there. Yeah. I don't think anybody expected him to really beat no, Buddy Murphy. I, nobody did, but he still looked good in the match. Yeah. And because, I mean, Murphy's the champ, and he was just recently crowned the champ. So it was there was no question that he was going to win it. But yeah, Andrews did look... They, they match up well, because Murphy is really good about throwing around guys that are smaller than him, and Andrews is really good about jumping around and like making you believe that he can beat these guys that are bigger than him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there, there's a good handful of sympathetic underdogs. You will find a cavalcade of them throughout both NXT shows and two Oh five, of course. Yeah. And I think it's neat, even in the world of a two Oh five where you have underdogs. Yeah. Cause that's the underdog show on yeah. paper. Yeah. But no, you've got guys like Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese and, and even Drew Gulak to a yeah. point where you know, they're kind of the bullies of the show. Yeah. And there is an underdog thing. Hideo also. Let's throw in Hideo as far yeah. as Big Bad. So I, I really like that uh, aspect about it. It's not just who's the bigger guy so right. much as it is like, what kind of moveset do you have? Yeah. You know, what, what, what is your palette? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like Murphy and the, all those guys you mentioned, they all do things that hurt people. And the underdogs typically are, yeah, smaller, but they also have the more elaborate, like, not even necessarily high-flying moves, but the flashier things. Andrews, Alexander, Mustafa Ali, 
um, Akira Tozawa. Like, they all move fast. They do a lot of stuff. Leo Rush is a neat kind of mix between the both. Because he is probably the fastest guy on the show, and he's the smallest guy on the show. Yeah. But he's a bad guy. He can hit hard, though, yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 totally. We'll and talk about more about that yeah, later. Yeah, it, it was a good month for Leo Rush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was. He probably clocked more television time than most anybody, yeah. I think, on yeah. here. Maybe. I mean, besides Baron Corbin, which is a problem. <laughs> Raw is the Baron Corbin show at this point. Oh, man. So. <laughs> As if anybody needed a reason to hate Raw any more than they already did. This month did not give you any kind of pullback. It's like, oh, hey, it's getting better. There were some Oof. things here and there, but I mean, even the month started this this week. First week of the month started the goofy story where Natalia had her. I'm doing air quotes with my fingers. Her father's sunglasses that looked like she bought them at a convenience store like ten minutes before the show. <laughs> right. Like, when have we ever seen those in ever? Like, I don't yeah. know. I don't watch Total Divas, so maybe Jim Neidhart wore them there. But it was just, it felt like such a con- contrived story just to get heat for Ruby Riot. When you didn't need to even do that, you could do it in other ways. Like, yeah. like have her steal the jacket or something, you know? Yeah, that's that's at least something that we realize. Yeah. I mean, you, you can't really, I mean, you could duplicate it, but... You know, I believe that's the actual jacket. Yeah, you know, yeah. Even but, if you did make a dummy one at some yeah, point, the know. only the only like jacket type stuff we got this month was Drake Maverick peeing on a robe. So, <laughs> Jesus. yeah. I oh. <laughs> uh, man, yeah. I just uh, I almost have to pretend it's like a different guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like Monday through Tuesday. Right. It. Yeah. I don't know. But on SmackDown, SmackDown this first week of the month was good. Something that I have to mention. There were some really good matches on SmackDown that week, and I couldn't really even decide which were my favorite from that night, which uh, we had Andrade Almas versus Rey Mysterio, which is a really good match. First time ever. That yeah. was that was great. And, and, and the New Day for the, versus the Usos, of course, is always going to be good, and it's for the captainship of the, the SmackDown tag yes. team. Another we, chapter in, in their whole yeah, thing. Yeah, it they, was really good. Yeah. And we also saw Nikki Cross joining with Sanity on smackdown live for one night only apparently at least for now for now i i like the idea that you know i mean i don't know the rationale for just bringing her down for that maybe or maybe she was maybe she went home and she was coming back and she hitched a ride with them you well, know they were in the uk yeah shows so. yeah and she's she's scottish but i yeah. mean that's not too far away yeah and yeah, I, I liked it, and I just think that's really neat that maybe occasionally we might see more of those things where it's like a one-shot, yeah. just to see how the crowd reacts, yeah. you know? Like, I think that's a really neat way to gauge something, yeah. and it was just a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. You know, when the music went out, I was like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. I thought maybe Sandy was going to try to get some, you know, shine from Becky, you know, yeah. like, but yeah. no, we had Nikki Cross there. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was really fun. Oh, man, yeah. It's been a, a nice quarter this year for ladies' dream matchups, you know. Things I wouldn't have expected to see, even like the month before that, yeah. were happening yeah. on my television. So, yeah. Made that SmackDown show was kind of the runaway show of the whole week, you know. As much Overall, as I yeah. as much as much I enjoyed those UK shows also, you know, like, it wasn't like top to bottom every yeah. time. There were some parts where I'm like, yeah, okay. The UK shows still have a lot of character building going on. So you have these matches, some squash matches here and there, but mostly just two guys you don't really know that they're just trying to get themselves over and get themselves recognized by an international crowd instead of just a UK crowd. All of the guys on the UK brand so far, I'm liking to a certain degree here and there, except for Eddie Dennis. They were doing promos for Eddie Dennis for like weeks 
uh, like I'm a teacher and <laughs> I used to be friends with these guys, but then they went past me. It's like fine, whatever. The thing is, like when he wrestles, especially some of these these first couple matches. Yeah, the squashes that they get. Oh, I don't like the way he does anything. Yeah, like he's always looking at the camera. He's always like twisting his face and mugging for the camera. He it's and it's clearly obvious that he's doing it. And it's just, he just seems stiff and just like a, a big dude that I don't, he doesn't feel like he belongs to me. Yeah, I'm, I'm not really feeling Eddie Dennis, and I'm yeah. not just saying that to agree with you. I, yeah, he doesn't do a whole lot for me right yeah. now, you know? And yeah, I'm trying to think of anybody else where I'm just kind of like, ugh. Right. But he's the most, because I know that they may have something big planned for him. That's the other That's thing. That's the thing. It's like, yeah. I, I don't see, uh, I don't see them doing a whole lot with T-Bone, per se. Right. But... You know he's not awful. You know he's yeah. not, you know he at least you could tell he's a pro. Yeah. You know so and that's the reason I mentioned Eddie Dennis is because they do look like they're pushing him real hard right now. Yeah, like there's that wild boar guy. Like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, he I forgot about fun. the wild yeah. boar. Like, Why did I forget about yeah. him? Like he he seems fun. Like I don't <laughs> know how well he can wrestle, but he's just fun. Did you see uh, the NXT UK Twitter? Did, whenever he had a match they just did like a boar like uh emoticon just like over and over and he responded like with more boar emoticon like they were having like this twitter exchange with just wild boar emoticons it was really funny yeah that that you know that's fun it, it, at least it's not boring you know at no. least uh you know and he did a fine job you know yeah. so like yeah. I don't know, and some of these people may not even be contracted at this point. Yeah. Oh, let's not talk about UK contracts. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> you're not, not going to make an open letter to British wrestling. <laughs> My open letter is: uh, I'm watching British wrestling now, so I don't. It, it's almost kind of like, um, let's see, how far can I tread the line here of reality versus sports entertainment? Let's try. Okay, I think. It's just our job as American wrestling podcasters mm -hmm. to be like, hey, we're reporting and talking about British wrestling, and we weren't doing that the last go-round. So yeah. I think it's, just me personally, I think it's a good thing. I, I'm not there. Yeah, I don't have any insight other than the fact that, you know, us Yanks are caring about British wrestling. And I also, at the same time, I feel bad I know that World of Sport was going to try to relaunch, and yeah. you know they definitely WWE definitely did their part in making sure that that really didn't happen. Yeah, and as of press time, it hasn't. Yeah, you know they even have television in the bank, but I think they pretty oh, much. Oh really? Yeah, I I, but but this was forever ago, way yeah. way before okay. the first set of UK tapings in the yeah. summer. So I think it's dead. So. I get that there's some probably some pissed off people. I mean, yeah. it, it, they're definitely trying to make it like the takeover of the '80s, like when Vince grabbed the territory. Oh, the people, you know. the the everything is horrible side of it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see that going on, and I'm not saying they're right or wrong. Yeah, I'm just saying I'm not there, but also I'm saying like I think that a lot especially the upper echelon guys you know your your british strong styles and your yeah. tony storms and, and whatnot i think that they are genuine in hey this is good for the uk yeah it's it's good for british wrestling in general in the past we've only had a handful of people that have really gotten it over with yeah. with the fans but it's time now yeah to be seen as equals and they've said as much i've seen pete dunn has been outspoken about it uh, trent seven has been outspoken about it saying like this is good this is a good thing for everyone 
and like like I said, I'm not over there, but a year ago, progress was sort of on my radar, but this year, I, after, like, to this point, now I'm seeing, like, a bunch of progress matches. Yeah, so, and you're going to be seeing more next year. And I'm going to be, be seeing a lot more, so it is helping in certain degrees from what I see. So, I'd be interested if anyone out there listening is from the UK. We used to have British yeah, listeners. What yeah, happened to yeah. them? Are you guys out there? So I realize that. Okay. Anyway. But yeah, if you are and you have opinions on this, please let us know because we aren't there in the indie scene in the UK. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to hear from like a, a good dialogue between, yeah. between over the ocean or whatever. Yeah. We met a, a, a collective of really nice British dudes yeah. that actually listened to our show during WrestleMania 25 week. This is yeah. the early days of the show. Yeah. And I, I forgive me, I cannot remember the guy's name for the life of me, but he was the world's number one Michael Cole fan. I, that guy. I want to hear from that guy again. Yeah. <laughs> I also want to see if he's still on board with Michael Cole. Because <laughs> I will have <laughs> still some, keep have debating some, have some words for you there, but yeah, don't don't, don't get me hot. Like yeah. like Cole became a more of a character since we talked to him last, so I'd be yeah. I'd, I'd want to go over the whole history with yeah. him. <laughs> All right, let's get back to real wrestling. All right, so the only other thing in week one that I want to talk about is I was pleasantly surprised by the Heavy Machinery Forgotten Sons match on NXT. That was a good dang match. That that was good. That was just a good show overall, yeah. actually. And there was a, nothing but surprises It was on that solid show. all the way around because that one had Dakota Kai versus Tainara Conchi and Velveteen Dream versus Lars Sullivan, who I'm coming around on Lars Sullivan, so... Yeah, I want Lars uh, Lars Sullivan for SmackDown. By the way, yeah, yeah, I I, I need that. I don't yeah. need him to be on the boring big man show. Yeah, I will allow one murderer to show up on SmackDown. <laughs> right, you know, Joe is. I, I think Joe is probably the most intimidating guy on SmackDown. If I had to, yeah. you know, Joe and then Orton, in a be, different way, in yeah. a different way. But Sullivan, I think, would be a good match for SmackDown. Yeah, yeah I think so. I think yeah. he'd fit in well because I think they would do something. More in line with the NXT character, who is he's smart, but he's also this big bruiser guy, and you're surprised by him. Whereas I think Raw would just make him an Authors of Pain kind of thing, where he just yeah. like run over people. Yeah, for like six months. Yeah, until they got a matchup that anybody would actually want to watch. Right. And by then, who would care, right? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how they always do it? Yeah. But I know I mentioned this already, but I'd say, would you say easily match of the week would have to be? Pete Dunne versus Danny Birch. Yeah, easily. for the for the UK title. I think the McIntyre Angle match is real is probably going to be the most memorable as far as like what it did and what it made me feel. Sure. But as far as like going back and watching a match again, I'm going to go back and watch Pete Dunne Danny Birch every single yeah. time. Yeah, but, but yeah, but I'm glad you brought that up. Before we let the McIntyre Angle thing go, do you feel like that was a mania seed plant? I mean, like if we can get McIntyre up to a point where. I don't know if he's going to be contending for the title. That's the thing is, I wish he was, but I kind of don't think he is at this point. So maybe a marquee match with Kurt yeah, Angle. I would, I would love to see that. I think it'd be great. And you know, I know they know each other pretty well over the last few years. I think they might have some some good chemistry there. Yeah. And you've already got the story set now, and a good last hurrah for Angle. Win, lose, or draw. Right. Uh, you, you know, I think it's one of those things where I think Angle should still lose if they do that match. Yeah. And I wouldn't hate it if he won, but they would have to do it in a way where it doesn't hurt McIntyre because that's really hard to do when it comes to matches like that. No, if they do have a WrestleMania match, I think for sure McIntyre should win, 
but Angle needs to get back some of that, some of what he went through. Like yeah. he needs to come out of it with his head held high yeah. instead of as low as he could possibly be, which is what that match yeah. was. McIntyre would have to win, but have that look on his face like he just saw somebody jump off of, yeah. a, like off a building like or he something. Pissed off the wrong guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, well, that was a mistake. Yeah, maybe mm. I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. Um, oh, did you see the Steve Carino? Uh, the cameo, cameo yeah, yeah. That was fun. I like that. I like, and I like things like that. I swear he was wearing the same gear that I saw him wearing at the Ring of Honor show a couple of years ago. Oh, yeah. I've got a then and now picture with me and Carino. Yeah, nice. so yeah. both of us, uh, <laughs> little uh, you know, there's a little more photo space there than it was uh, for that. That's for both of us. And Carino definitely in better shape than me right now, but I thought it was fun. You know, he wears that hat all the time because we, even when we met him, when he was a pup, he had a roadmap on his forehead. Yeah. 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 So nice guys all get out. And yeah. yeah, that was, that was another one of my favorite TV things that week. We got a little cameo leading up to a great match, which yes. we'll talk about a little later here. Not too much later, but yeah. What do you think about that? Like Leo is like, like making fun of Cedric for going back to school. Go back to practice. Go yeah. back to practice. Yeah. yeah. Practice. <laughs> it was... <laughs> I liked it because that's what Leo Rush does is he gets under your skin and you're like, why are you, why are you talking about this? Like, this is what people do. And Rush is like making a big deal about normal things and yeah, yeah making fun of people for stuff that makes sense. And yeah, it's, I think it's, his character has been very consistent throughout both shows, which can't be said for everyone who goes from 205 to Raw and back and forth. But he's, yeah, I, I really like Leo Rush. I know we made a little fun of him in the intro for last month's episode. Yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, all in, it's all out of respect and love for the guy. Cause, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's great. I, I was his original hype man. Yeah. And I will always refer to myself as Leo Rush's original hype man. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, getting into week two, we can go ahead and talk about that if you want. That led into the Leo Rush versus Cedric Alexander match on yeah. 205 Live. That's which right. I saw it before you did. And I remember telling you, like, hey, did you watch 205 Live yet? Did you, did you see it That yet? was why. Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, you know, we all know what Leo's capable of. But I feel like, you know, let's say you're in this bubble here, yeah. WWE. You know, I'm not hating on you or anything. But this was really the first chance you got to see Leo really work. You know, in a sense of, like, he's had, he's had a couple of good matches yeah. with some good talent on there. Yeah. You know, like Tazawa. The Tazawa match was really, really good. Yeah. But, like, Tazawa, as much as we love Tazawa, he's more over with us, I think, than a lot of the regular people now at this point. Cedric Alexander is coming off of this amazing year where he pretty much wasn't ever defeated the entire year. He was unbeaten until he lost the title, yeah. Yeah, and... So now you're in the comeback section of see how Cedric reacts. Well, he was in a slump, his... and that was really important for this match too. Yeah. So and I think anybody going into this that you know only has been watching these shows was like Cedric's going to beat him, you know. Yeah. And I, I I'm not going to spoil this match in any way, but I love that there's this you know question of is Cedric going to continue his slump. Or and I'll just say this: This is the Leo Rush match of his career so far in WWE, hands yeah, down. For sure. uh, everybody looks great in this match. Yeah. This is, you know, I, I say it a handful of times a year. This is why I still watch, yeah. is to run into matches like this. I have watched this match. I watched it three times in three days. Wow, nice. That's awesome. So uh, 
I can't say enough great things about the Cedric Leo Rush match. It was really, really good. And you were saying, like, if you're just watching these, then you think that Cedric Alexander's going to beat Leo Rush. Me going into it, I mean, of course, we are big Leo Rush fans, but to me, it felt like maybe this is Rush's time. Like, Alexander is in a slump. Rush can get this win. He can get a big win yeah. over the former champ, and that's going to be gigantic for him. Yeah. And so that's where I was coming into this match. Yeah. And just the whole story around it was done really well, I think. And yeah. the action more than delivered on the story. But it used the story to make the action even better because you actually were pulling for one of these guys. There's so much shit talking in this match. You yeah. can hear they're just talking the whole time. Yeah. And it's all part of the match. It's not like, you know, the everybody talks too much stuff. Yeah. But they were just shit talking the whole time, especially Leo. Of course, yeah. I saw three moves in that match I've never seen in my life. Yeah. Like, like yeah. I was like, "Whoa, whoa where did that yeah. come from?" Even uh, freaking Nigel popped for a couple of moves. Yeah, he did, yeah. Like, what do you call that? I love yeah. when he does that because I feel like he's being very genuine. Yeah. Like, I have no idea what I just saw, but yeah. wow. Yeah. So, man, that was a runaway. And to me, it felt like since Alexander was kind of in the slump and he had had these matches to where. He was getting, not just getting, not just losing, I should say, but he was, wasn't performing at the level that he had been performing previously in his matches, which was part of the whole story. But I think with what Leo Rush brings to the ring, which is so different and so aggravating, I guess, for the people that he's wrestling because yeah. he's so fast yeah. and he can get a, away from pretty much anything. Yeah. I think that elevated, story-wise, that elevated Alexander in the match itself because you could see Alexander change during the course of this match to try to rise up to the level that, that Rush was bringing at him. Yeah, and a new side of Rush, too, yeah. in his character, where he's he's the guy that laughs all the time, yeah. like, ha-ha. But now he does that thing during, like, heavy parts of the match where he laughs and smiles, and then he just, like, yeah. the, he, the, there's the wipe, and he's, like, got real angry face. And yeah, because like, Rush thought he was going to win, too. His character did, and he hasn't really been pushed. He had tough matches against some opponents but he hasn't been pushed to the level that alexander has pushed him and he didn't expect it and it it made both of them keep going up and up and up to try to outdo the other one and it just made for a really really great match i love the matches where yeah of course when it gets down to that last part you go okay i'm sure that's the finish (laughs) but there's about six or seven false finishes that you really truly believe that that was it yeah. and it didn't feel cheap after yeah. even after it kept happening yeah. yeah yeah oh man i wish i could talk more about some of the actual things oh, yeah. that will spoil <laughs> the match but please uh, if you watch one match yeah okay well, well, the, well maybe maybe we'll talk about it more later on in the show sure sure, sure. <laughs> in a week where daniel versus aj for the title man. this is what we're yeah, talking it about was, it was tough there was actually a lot of good stuff during this week i thought um, yeah, yeah, Ziggler versus Balor, yeah. Uh, man, yeah. But le- we can at least talk about the fact that Daniel Bryan is no longer a man of the people. Yeah, he is in it for himself at this point. So this was kind of a big thing for me, I guess, and probably for a lot of people seeing this. It was cool, it was fun. The Whenever they had their match prior to the... Crown Jewel, where they had to go ahead and get that title shot out of the way because Daniel Bryan wasn't going to be going to Saudi Arabia. Then I was pulling for Daniel Bryan. I knew he wasn't going to win, but I was pulling for Daniel Bryan to win. Going into this match, the way that it happened, I was 
kind of in the middle. I was like, okay, well, either guy who wins, this is still exciting. Well, the fact that they got you to pull back a little yeah. is really cool. And that's that's because of how it happened, where Daniel Bryan comes in and he's not really making sense. It seemed like he was looking for an excuse for a title match in the beginning. And you still felt like he was a good guy at that point. Yeah. And the whole thing with Paul Heyman. Yeah. And, and get, get, oh. yeah the Heyman makes everything Heyman better. made this happen yeah. by default or by proxy, I guess, yeah. is interesting. He's a wizard, man. Yeah. <laughs> but then when Daniel Bryan was saying, like, get your name out of my mouth or whatever he was saying, it's like, <laughs> why is he talking like that? And then <laughs> yeah. as the night went along, it was like, okay, well, he just wanted a title shot. Okay, yeah. I get it. It's, it's like when Undertaker became big evil. Yeah. You know, it's like, Oh, you're too good to do something that I want to do anyway, yeah. or you know, like it was like this weird rationale. Yeah, it, good stuff came out of it, but yeah. it was like I just go out there and say something. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it felt like. But then by the end of this match, I was pulling 100 percent for AJ Styles to win. I did not want Daniel Bryan to win this match. Wow. When Daniel Bryan did win with a low blow or after a low blow, I. They made me disappointed that Daniel Bryan won the WWE title. Nice. So And spiked the ball. Yeah. That was... I kind of like that because sure. I want to see mean... If he's going to go that way, I like mean, angry Daniel Bryan. Mm. I like that character. But I love AJ Styles. I think he's a fantastic champion. I yeah. think he's an yeah. underrated champ as far as the acclaim... That he doesn't get on yeah, a lot of these shows. The positioning on the pay-per-views yeah. is still my least favorite thing probably of the last couple of years. Yeah. Is that he's done nothing but have the best match. Yeah. And it's almost like the, uh, the, the actual real WWE World Championship, right. which is the lineage title yeah. that should be the number one title yeah. and not this newly created Red Universal title. Right. They treat it like the Intercontinental title. Yeah. Like yeah. that's really what it's been lately. Yeah. So right. it's it's so the Intercontinental title, I guess they still call it the workhorse title, but mm-hmm. I think the WWE World Every title is the true workhorse title right. because they treat it in that way now. Yeah. So I guess they both are, but just in different ways. Yeah. And if you're on Raw, then the Intercontinental is the workhorse title. If you're on SmackDown, then the actual title is the workhorse <laughs> right. title. And the so, U.S. title just doesn't get defended hardly. Uh, never. Yeah. No, yeah, you just get to hang on to it and yeah. uh, do signings and, right. and stuff. And the occasional match. Not on a pay-per-view so much. But, right. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so a few takeaways from this match. Why is why is everybody focused on AJ Styles' crotch? Like, so many <laughs> low blows for, for Styles this year. See, it a- finally worked for someone against him. <laughs> You seen the Botchamania thing where they just it's just two minutes set to music of just AJ yeah. getting hit in the balls. Yeah. And it's all different stuff. Yeah. This goes all the way back to TNA. Mm-hmm. So I'm just sorry. I just got on the brain, you brought it up. So, oh no. Yeah, no. yeah so but, why why do you think that? Are we gonna talk about AJ's crotch? No. Okay. I think that's plenty of crotch talk. Okay. But <laughs> uh, I I'm conflicted because I like mean Daniel Bryan. I don't know how I feel about the new Daniel Bryan that he's talking about and like what he's been saying. I don't know how into that I am. Is it, I thought we already tried an eco warrior uh, gimmick and it didn't Is that work what he's out. Doing? Yeah, well, like I mean, when he when he did his little speech, you know, on Ms. TV, yeah, you know, like I'm like that sounds like what they were doing before Juice Robinson left. Yeah, <laughs> I'm right. like that didn't really yeah. work out. Yeah, I mean, I realize in the hands of someone else who has more of a history and a connection with the fans. Right. It might go over better, or at least it might work. Yeah. But yeah, um, you know, I will say this is gonna this is gonna be real shallow, but more so just from, hey, 
if it's that different and heel Daniel is definitely different to the, cause he's, he, he obviously had a heel run at one point in the company, but yeah. people still yeah. really liked him at that point. Yeah. A lot of people really did. And even yes came out of this whole right. thing. So I think people look back on that one as not so much of a monster heel run, even despite the fact that the world title was in the picture at the yeah. time. Well, yeah, but he lost it in how many seconds? Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, that, that's uh, that's a whole other chapter in his journey. Yeah. But uh, I gotta say, I think the time would have been right to pull the trigger and bring back Unabomber Daniel, like oh. like like shaved head, no yeah. beard. Yeah, like that really would have fucked people up. I think that would have been really neat. I mean, maybe he doesn't want to do it. Yeah. But I think that would have been such a cool thing for him to do. It would like, have been a big change. Like, yeah. Yeah. Almost like straight edge society in a way, but like, like he's just cleansed himself of the people. Sure. And like, that yeah. would have been so cool. It would have been a cool symbolic gesture. But yeah. It also may have reminded people of that other era too. So. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he had the the say on that, even if if that was even brought up at all. It, I, I if someone didn't bring it up, then someone's not doing their job because <laughs> I I think that that would have, like I said, it would have been yeah a you know huge symbolic gesture yeah yeah. So that was yeah I don't know I don't I'm interested to see where they go with it. I mean, I don't expect AJ's going to win the title back soon, but who knows? Maybe yeah. I don't expect Styles is going to win the Rumble either, so yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure where they're going to go. Yeah, I wonder if just the whole thing with AJ, the, fa- the you know, I always think of these things like they signed him so, you know, not young, <laughs> you know, sure. like, yeah. you know, and, and not that Daniel and AJ's age are that different. They're not that far apart. They're not that far apart. AJ's a little bit older, but... You know, I wonder if the whole thing with AJ is like, let's just let's just run him hard for like four or five years and he'll probably be done, you know? Yeah, maybe. So I know he'd had back problems prior to signing with WWE, so and carrying all those companies, man. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) When I first heard about him being signed, that's what I was kind of worried about. I was like, oh man, I know he has a history of back stuff, but it hasn't come up at all, so I guess he's better. Yeah. at this point and i mean daniel bryan too like who knows how many more years he has on the end of his career yeah i mean i, I look at i look at daniel in the same way i looked at Shawn michaels yeah. like every week we get him we are fortunate to yeah. have him and i always in the back of my mind i realize this could end at any time yeah. so i'm just gonna be like you know accentuate the positive and be happy that he's on tv yeah does didn't know us anything. I said this last time yeah. about when I talked about Sean even. Didn't know us anything even yeah. after the first time around. Right. And so, yeah, I just appreciate it while he's here. And I hope that when it's over, it's on his own terms. Yeah. Much in the same yeah. way that Sean did. Yeah. Or at least he, he had. Up until recently. Yeah. Up until recently. But, I, almost, I, yeah. I almost want to pretend like that didn't happen. <laughs> Everybody we, lets me down. We didn't watch it, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get to have that a little bit, you know. I, I did watch the Botchamania version. Okay. I, I will confess, I watched a few minutes of Crown Jewel. Up, yeah. yeah, yeah, I watched the rationale for, hey, it's a good thing you didn't watch right. this piece of crap show. But, yeah, so in the moment, last my last words on this. In the moment, yeah, I was disappointed. It's going to lead to some great matches because... Bad guy Daniel Bryan is super awesome, Daniel Bryan. I love that version of his character. And as down as I've been on everything they've done with Daniel Bryan since his return to the ring, I didn't like the big cast stuff. Uh, I said that over and over. 
I was really disappointed in the Miz stuff. I said I was over it. I'm still over it. I don't care. I don't ever want them to cross paths again. Well, this is the other thing. I mean, that this really puts it to where they had. It seemed like they were building to a Miz Daniel match for Mania for yeah, a long time now. Yeah. It looks like that's definitely out of the picture. I hope so. I love that. I love that it seems like almost everything they had a long term plan for Mania is just gone now, and I I kind of dig that. Yeah. You know, I'm starting to hear rumors about stuff that they might have been looking into, and I'm like. Well, good or bad, it's probably going to be a better show now. Because now I just see AJ winning the Royal Rumble and wrestling Daniel. Maybe. And that's freaking great. I'd, if, I'd like it. I don't know if that's going to happen, but yeah. Oh, man. I can't. You know, after the Trainwreck Universal title matches, you know, I know that they love that stuff for big events. Yeah. But for me, man, like, you know, put that, put the Universal stuff in the middle of the show for Mania next year. Can we get. The, the redemption for your actual real title. They're AJ have, versus Daniel closing Mania. They're going to have more competition this year, though. Not just the Universal title, but the women's titles, too. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah. Hmm. But, yeah, as far as Daniel Bryan goes, like I said, as disappointed as I was, happy that he's doing something that I'm actually interested in now. Even oh. if I'm a little uneasy and unsure of if I like parts of it, I'm still interested in it, and I'm happy, happy, happy that he did get back to the WWE title. Like, cause I never thought I'd see it again. Yeah. So that's an yeah, amazing we, thing. We weren't sure. Well, you brought it up, Chris, and I, I kind of did that. I was kind of baiting you a little bit. So this whole thing about why, why would the women's title be main eventing WrestleMania? I think, uh, there's been a lot of reasons as to why and in short time too, mm. how this could be a reality. Yeah. And, you know, not that we even realized it at the time, but it started at SummerSlam. But then we were talking about this a few months ago, and it seemed like the way that they even booked the last WrestleMania, that it would be Charlotte versus Ronda. And this is our reality of a possible women's main event closer for WrestleMania. Things changed, though. That feels like, yes... At the time, it did seem that that was the surefire thing, but at the same time, that feels like the surefire scripted thing that they want to happen, that they're going to move pieces into place to make that happen, even if that doesn't necessarily make sense. Yeah. The more organic thing is happening right now as we speak, and during the week that we're talking about right now, it was one of the biggest, most amazing things to happen for one woman in particular, the woman of the month, Becky Lynch, she had quite a night. And it, yeah. it not just for her, but it kind of like caused all these ripples throughout both shows yeah. to where some people just like skyrocketed to the top. Some of them went way down and some of them were trying to maybe find the spot because they're not necessarily involved in this nexus, like this central part of it. And even so, Rhonda and Charlotte aren't at the top anymore and so <laughs> it's interesting because they you can see them fighting to be part of this and of course they are going to be part of it because yeah. they are really good they're both yeah. really good they they both deserve to be in the spots that they're in i think but becky lynch is the organically grown like homegrown fan pushed her to the top the yeah. daniel bryan of years ago kind of thing yeah i got the same feeling and uh, I and I wouldn't even hesitate to say that it's got all the feelings of early Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, you know, 
Um, Blood from a stone. I mean, like almost literally, like, yeah. same kind of thing happened the week we're talking about. Yeah, and of course that that face went everywhere that yeah. night. And uh, the great Mick Foley, like, uh, here's a quote: "This is the face you build a company around." Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, he doesn't toss that stuff around all flippantly. You know, yeah. like Mick just kisses up to the ladies, but man, like he knows what's up. Yeah. He knows money, and you know, I, you know, you see that, and you're seeing moments like that. And it's like, man. All started at SummerSlam, and it didn't all start there. But this is where the organic part comes. This in. was the moment where a switch flipped, and what Becky had been doing up to this point was—we've talked about it before—was fantastic. I've been wanting her to to be able to be pushed back into that position for a long time now. Yeah. And where was she at WrestleMania yeah. this year? And it felt like they didn't really have plans for her. But she forced her way into this position, yeah. and she's had some things that have happened that may or may not have been on the script that have worked in her favor as well, even if they're not all good. Yeah. And once again, talking about Austin, you know, and this definitely is a lower level of tragicness, but like the Owen Hart pile driver did wonders for yeah. Austin. Yeah, you know, it's it's technically the worst thing that ever happened to him in his career yeah let's shorten his career by yeah uh, considerably years, considerably but it, it it pushed him so much with the people because you saw a guy not get stretchered out after something like that when he yeah. damn well should have been he should have yeah and so that just only added to the legend and this the concussion bit that becky got the concussion during that raw melee yeah. obviously not planned but it it made this it made the segment grow by leaps and bounds by yeah. accident it's so weird like you said you know some of this stuff is not planned that obviously not planned well we don't, only one person knows if it is yeah. but uh man it was just but it was a great moment and just watching it was her a great moment for becky lynch yes. yeah yeah exactly watching her stand on the steps before she jumped the rail again that was yeah and i almost felt like that that wasn't even planned. I think she was about to go back, and then she's like, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> oh yeah, when she, <laughs> let yeah, me yeah. Mm-hmm. let me soak this one in a little bit. Yeah. And it was like, I don't think that she was asked to do that. I don't think she yeah. planned on doing it. I think it just happened. Yeah. And I got chills when she did that. Yeah. So of course we're kind of talking around it. <laughs> sure. What we're talking about is the main event of an otherwise pretty uneventful Raw. The Balor Ziggler match was good. Everything else was kind of blah, but. Becky Lynch shows up. I love how they did this, too, because so many times, I don't really talk about it much anymore because I think people get tired of hearing it, but the whole, there's a camera available in the back for every single thing that happens. Miraculously, there's always a camera there. Yeah. But they cut into this thing when the camera was, like, running into the room. Yeah. And Becky Lynch had already had Ronda Rousey in the armbar. You don't know how she got into it. You don't know what happened. You don't know how long it was on. Yeah. So it felt more real that way. I like that. Because it wasn't Becky... It wasn't Ronda Rousey is talking to someone and then Becky Lynch comes up and attacks out of nowhere. Oh, no. Thank goodness we had a camera here. <laughs> it was like, oh, my God, something's happening. Yeah. We need to do something about it. And then, of course, Becky comes out, she stands at the bottom of the ramp, throws her arms out to the side, and the SmackDown women rush into the ring where they have the Raw women's uh, yeah. Survivor Series team in there. Yeah, like, Melee. Even if, I think most of us didn't believe that she was going to go in there by herself. But the idea yeah. that 
they weren't sure. The thing the is, the idea that the raw women didn't really know at that in that moment, it was done so well, and I believed in Becky Lynch so much. I thought she could do it. I thought she was gonna <laughs> go in there and do it, and but she doesn't. The other women come in there, and they yeah. all, even the women that weren't on the SmackDown Survivor Series team, were in there. The Iconics were in there, yeah. uh, things like that. Yeah, which was I think that was something. But um, yeah, so we didn't see it on the show, but. At a certain point, off camera slightly, Becky Lynch, something happened to her. And I just saw Becky Lynch down on the mat. Because I rewatched it like a few times and yeah. tried to slow mo to see what happened. Yeah. And people were even saying like an errant elbow or something like mm-hmm. the night of. Yeah. Um, but you see Becky Lynch down on the ground and when she, or on the, on the ring, on the mat, when she stands up, there's just blood all over her face. And you can see her like checking herself. But yeah. she just gets back into it and... She does what she's supposed to do, and Ronda Rousey comes out with her arm, and Becky Lynch attacks her with a chair, and she... The whole thing, I'm sure you saw it yeah, if you're yeah. a fan of wrestling. Yeah. I watched it twice that night. Well, yeah. everyone listening out there as well, <laughs> I watched it twice too. But yeah, and so that was the I, that was the moment. I, even on Twitter, like immediately, I was, I was like, Becky Lynch is the hottest person in wrestling, period, end of story. Like she, yeah. And she still is right up there in the top, I think, because she's managed to... To carry that momentum. So many things have come out of this. At the end of the last, our last Wrestling House Show episode, there was a thing that I wanted to talk about, and I couldn't wait to talk about it, and you were saying, like, oh, because I don't think you had seen the episode yet. I hadn't yet, yeah. But I had, and so let's just go ahead and get all the Becky, Naya talk out of the way. Okay. This is where it all happens, really, and so... Yes, Becky Lynch was concussed. Her face was broken, as they kept saying, because yes. I guess a like a broken nose doesn't sound as, as extravagant as a broken face, right. which is real dumb, and I don't like it when they do that. Yeah, I remember when Undertaker got his face broken, yeah. too. <laughs> I remember yeah. it was in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Family we Opera Mask, yeah. yeah. Um, Thankfully, we've moved on from this. <laughs> yeah. So there's there's a lot of layers to this thing. So the fact that Becky Lynch looked the way she did when she had the blood all over her face, but she still kept going and she still led the assault and she was mouthing off to everybody and she stood up there defiantly at the top. Fantastic. The blood added so much to that. Yeah. And you know, neither one of us are big like blood for blood's sake, but when it's used properly and this wasn't used on purpose, no. but... This was a proper use for it because it made that moment more iconic than it was, than it could have yeah. been previously. And WWE be hypocritical about saying it, that that shouldn't be a thing whenever, look how much mileage Steve Austin got out yeah. of bleeding from the face profusely at yeah. Mania 13. Yeah. So back to your point, Chris. <laughs> so it all worked very well in her favor. On the other side, Nia Jax... Previously turned heel, I guess, when when Tamina showed up. And for whatever reason, she attacked Ember Moon. Didn't explain it. Whatever. I don't care. Yeah. Um, we know Nia Jax has a title shot because of the... Because of when she concussed someone in the uh, Evolution Rumble as well. So... Oh, I didn't hear about this. How come uh, I didn't hear about this? Who uh, was she, it? Uh, Zelina Vega. That's why really? she was out for a little bit. Because Nia Jax oh, okay. concussed her. So. I was wondering where she was at the UK. Smackdown. Yeah. Yeah. So... Nia Jax got her title shot in a match where she concussed a woman, and she got a lot more heat in a, another incident where she concussed another woman. Hmm. So, really cool, right? And yeah, yeah, right. Nia Jax has been clearly 
encouraged to capitalize on injuring a fellow wrestler in the ring. I understand what wrestling is and that bad guys hurt people and that's part of the story. I have a problem with WWE allowing someone to capitalize on legitimately concussing someone else. With as big of a deal as concussions are in all of sports, everywhere, and as much of a history as WWE has with concussions and the effects that those concussions have on people over the long term, (laughs) for them to not do something, I don't know exactly what, but not to do something to Nia Jax to say, hey... Maybe don't concuss people. Maybe try a little harder to not punch someone in the face, to not mm. throw them on their head. I mean, to not even, like, suspend her in a storyline. Exactly. That's like, the thing. Right? Take her off of Survivor Series. Yeah. Okay, that's punishment. Lose the title shot. Lose the title shot. Becky Lynch wasn't able to go to Survivor Series because of what Nia Jax did. Yeah. Whether it was on purpose or an accident does not matter. Yeah. She doesn't need to be on that show there need to be repercussions yeah I just, it it sets a huge like a terrible precedence yeah. now i mean i've been hearing conspiracy theories over the years and i'm sure you've heard the same stuff chris and and you people out there as well there's a lot of people that think that anybody who is remotely related to the rock gets special treatment I don't know about do that. you do you feel like that this might be the case i mean because we don't have we don't have any other way to like you know set precedent on this. There's no one that's really done this in the last few years that I know of. So I don't have a reference to like saying, well, this happened to this person, but it didn't happen to this person. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Let's say hypothetically that uh, Fandango concussed two people. He 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 doesn't have anybody fighting yeah. for him. We know this yeah. <laughs> just as well. So I'm just pulling him out of thin air here. So there's a lot of people that think that like you know. They all did very well at Mania this year. People brought that up. I think it depends on the plans they have for the person and the amount of money that they think they can make off of the person involved. And Fandango wouldn't have that kind of sway. Fandango would be back in NXT for a tour or something. Yeah, if he's lucky. Yeah, if he's lucky. (laughs) Yeah. People have been chiming in on all sides, as people do online. Some people who are wrestlers, some a lot of people who are not wrestlers, all chiming in yeah. on this stuff. It's been an uh, interesting bunch of female talent that yeah. aren't WWE contracted that yeah. are really talking stuff about Nia. Yeah, and it's very. I'm very fascinated by this. Yeah. I'm not I, saying they're wrong for saying it either. Sure, it's it's tough because I know accidents happen in the ring. It's wrestling. You're gonna get hurt at some point, mm-hmm. but you don't. You're not necessarily gonna get punched in the face and your nose broken in a nothing segment it wasn't even on television yeah like yeah i keep going back to that i keep going back to what uh bully said on the radio a few days after that on sirius he was just like dude that's hard to do (laughs) like he goes he talked about an episode where he fucked up real bad yeah he was supposed to hit undertaker in the back with a chair Mm -hmm. and he got the back of his head Uh, with the top of the chair and gave him a few stitches and he goes, oh, man, yeah. I heard about it, yeah. and I deserved it, too, Yeah, you know. And, um, you know, I had to pay a lot of penance for that, you know. Yeah. And, and I just don't see that happening here. And yeah. I know people have also chimed in, okay, what about, like, Seth Rollins hurt some people with the buckle bomb. Yeah. Um, he broke John Cena's nose with a knee. Yeah, um, true. And all of these things are true. And in the same instances, I have said the same thing, like, Maybe don't do that move anymore. Maybe do things in a different way. You've you've noticed 
after Hideo Itami broke uh, Brian Kendrick's orbital bone, he's not doing the GTS anymore. He's, he's doing a new version. Yeah, of he's it. doing a different version where he's not dropping people down completely off his shoulders onto yeah. his knee. So change it up. Uh, yeah. Billy Kidman like broke somebody's arm with the shooting star. Billy Kidman didn't do the shooting star anymore. Yeah, and it took until like Evan Bourne came in and was able to do it like perfectly every yeah. single time. Like a hundred times in a row. Yeah, I feel them, like that was his yeah, tryout too. <laughs> for them to allow people to do the shooting star anymore. Yeah. And it's always, when people do it now, it's perfect. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the 054. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. And if you can't fake punch someone in the face. You're kind of in the wrong business. Yeah. So. Maybe go to the, maybe do the real thing for a while. Right. See how you're living. But I, Lance Storm is always a voice of reason for me, and he I've listened to some of his uh, podcast clips where for a lot of things. Yeah, Killing the Town. Yeah, but yeah. he was talking about that, and he was saying that one thing that some of the producers or whoever, I don't know who tells wrestlers to do what in the WWE rings, but saying that um, like the old thing about hitting someone really hard in safe places isn't really a good thing idea it's about hitting people safely in safe places and he said the one thing that he was either told or that people he heard people tell other wrestlers to do in the ring when you're doing these things where it's just a brawl like that is to do like a full speed punch really really close without hitting someone and the camera if you notice i notice it a lot whenever they do the camera angles for a lot of these things it's so shaky and there's lots and lots of cuts it goes to all these different perspectives if you'll notice on a lot of big impacts, they'll cut right before the impact happens to a different camera angle, and that's to show, I mean, it's very clearly to mask anything that may not connect or may not look great. It's covered by that shift in your perspective of the, the shot. And he was saying that, yeah, like, that's the worst idea in the world to fake punch someone, like, right across the nose, because one time out of... 50 one time out of 20 you're gonna hit somebody and it's gonna it's gonna break someone's face yeah axe handle to the back yeah it looks like it hurts right no matter how heavy you're really doing yeah. it <laughs> right here's a there's a solution right there yeah. so i don't know that's i just wanted to say that because i wanted to say mm-hmm. that i think it's stupid and horrible and i hate that they're allowing someone to capitalize on the legitimate injury of someone else in yeah. the manner that they're doing yeah sadly this isn't the first time yeah yeah, no, it's not. And and it's, Owen, Owen three sixteen. I just broke your neck. I mean, yeah. they they made shirts. Yeah, I don't like <laughs> so, it. Yeah. yeah, no. Yeah, I saw the grossest thing. I'm sorry, this is a little oh, off no. topic, no. but recently I saw someone post something online. Apparently in Mexico, I don't remember what federation. Oh man, I know what you're gonna say. Some dude like threw a cinder block at some guy's head, and yeah. he went to the hospital yeah. with like fractures in his skull. Yeah, they thought he was gonna die. Yeah, yeah, and they're. On the poster for this guy's next show, the guy that threw the cinder block, front and center, cinder block, and he's like the something like cinder block killer or something. I heard that he was supposed to be banned for life. I think every, anybody that saw that, even a lot of the Mexico feds were like, we're not booking this person. And he's, I heard he's blacklisted in America. I hope that rumor's true. Yeah. I mean, there's no there's no place for that. That's and clearly this is that's an extreme example. Well, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> think, it, it doesn't really relate to what happen. we're saying, so it puts it into a little bit of perspective. But still, something should have happened. She should have missed a couple of weeks. She should have mm-hmm. something should have happened. You know. I only hope all the positive comes out of this bullshit. Yeah. Like, like I said, that you know, 
a lot people are even saying by her not facing Ronda at Survivor Series, it actually helps to a potential mania main yeah, event. And that's so keep them separated. Nia Jax out of the picture, which sure, I wish yeah. she was. Yeah. The what happened happened. And I think it adds a whole lot of intrigue that is even more than it was before. I was intrigued by seeing Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey. I didn't get that match. Now I'm more intrigued because of what Charlotte Flair did to Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series. Plus, I didn't get that Becky match that I still want to see, and I'm not going to get a chance to see yeah. it until WrestleMania. Yeah. I feel until like now they might happens. they they might want to put all three of them in there now. I don't know, man. Like, I know that's kind of the shits, but yeah. like, yeah, maybe it's one of those things that we'll see. Like, it'll yeah. get down to two, and you know, hey, we don't know if they're not just thinking, well, maybe. I mean, they've got Plan yeah. B, C, and D for this now. Yeah, they could just do Charlotte Becky now, as good as their Evolution match was. Yeah, that could close Mania for me. Yeah. So even you know, nothing against Rousey. But if she's not a part of this factor, you know, then yeah. But of course, if they don't do it between now and then, that has to be the match. It has to be Mania, and it's going to have to be an instant classic because nothing, nobody will settle for anything less at this point. It's, I mean, the intrigue is just red hot right now. I'm sure they're just pissed that it's not even Mania like next week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they've got to work. They've got to maintain. They've got a lot of maintaining to do. And they're not always great at that because I've talked about it before. One of my instances of them dropping the ball as hard as they possibly could, in my opinion, was with Daniel Bryan when he won the title. Randy Orton took it away from him like a week or like the next night or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then he goes and joins the the Wyatt family. It was the same night he dropped it. Yeah. So, and he joins the Wyatt family until like we're fully into like after the Royal Rumble. It's like, that was the dumbest thing. Yeah. Well, you could tell he just pulled the ripcord on that one. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it made... And, you know, they it's like they slip into a, a sea of gold sometimes. Because, yeah. like, that turn that Daniel had, that's one of the best night of Daniel's career as a WWE superstar. Because that image of him on top of the cage with the crowd at yeah. the end, that thing is freaking iconic. That was kind of cool with the whole story leading up to but, it was garbage. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course it was. But it's weird that, that that's Daniel's journey, man. That yeah. guy... He's he's the true. He even kind of looks like him now. He's the true Rumpelstiltskin of uh, <laughs> of pro wrestling. He is. He I've never seen somebody weave so much shit into gold yeah. than that guy. Yeah. Because everything that is done right about him, I feel like it's because of him. It's yeah. not because of any of the office or anything like right. that. Because they don't know what the, they don't know what the fuck they're doing yeah. at all. So that's Daniel's true legacy: <laughs> is weaving yeah. shit into gold. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> A lot of gold talk, but uh, right. yeah. So, but WWE they just get real lucky sometimes. But yeah. when it, I, I do take a little bit of uh, happiness uh, when they fall on their face really badly sometimes, and man, just like the way they've written these raws this month, it's I just hope, like I hope, man, I know it's the flagship, but I want raw. Something needs to happen. Like the bottom needs to drop out or something because it's. It get it got progressively worse. Yeah. Like there were good moments, the Becky Lynch moment, but you, like you said, it was kind of SmackDown related. Yeah. But yeah, the, and then the women's stuff after that on Raw is like, oh, it's not so yeah. good. I still, I mean, I like Ronda Rousey, yeah. love the Riot Squad, I like Natalia, but the main stuff, the Nia Jack stuff, which yeah. is what is kind of the center point right now, is yeah. not good. Yeah. We're still in week two. Um, the 
I think it's okay to officially crown Cedric versus Leo the match of the week. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. The, I did like that Kyle O'Reilly Hansen match. That was a lot of fun. Well, I mean, it's, it even started off great before the bell rang. Yeah. We got an air guitar solo. Yeah, that was, <laughs> the, that was the thumbnail on the network uh, where you click to watch yeah. the, the episode. Is his right leg kicking up in the air and yeah. big guitar solo going on. So but good. I love, 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 love the way Kyle O'Reilly wrestles. Is there anybody more dangerous on their back? Than yeah, Kyle O'Reilly, so like he invites people to come down and join him. Yeah, not even Hanson, not even gigantic Hanson would do it. Yeah, so great. Yeah. yeah. Um, Did you notice how in that match? Because that was to determine who was going to have the first uh, entry after the match started. Yeah, for War Games. Yeah, at War Games. Did you notice that that the it started with just the two of them in the ring and no one at ringside, mm-hmm. and then it each. From each team, they would come individually down throughout the match. So yeah. it was like a war games, basically. Did they give away the? Uh, I don't I think if they gave away the order. I don't or not. think they did give away the order. <laughs> Let me need to go back and see if they did. Because I, I feel like two of the Undisputed Era guys came out at the same time. Okay. And, right. Well, and O'Reilly <laughs> didn't even start the match. So, yeah, yeah, and that's true. Hansen, so. That'd have been funny. One if one it was year. The same order, yeah. They need to do that one year just to see if anybody notices. But now a, we're going to be paying attention. Yeah, but it was a great subliminal preview of war games because it was yeah. like just one at a time for both sides almost yeah. you know. aka the undisputed match of the year <laughs> right <laughs> but that does lead into takeover was that weekend yeah oh yeah that's right yeah before we get to week three it's it's survivor series weekend yeah. but i i gotta call it takeover weekend yeah. i think it's been safe to call it that the last two years yeah Absolutely. Because, man. War Games is a very fun match. And, of course, takeovers are always great. But the the hype of War Games... Because last year, I was like, okay, War Games, I I remember... Uh, you like, saw the bad one, though. You saw the really <laughs> shitty War I remember Games Ultimate match. Warrior appearing in the ring and <laughs> Hogan breaking out of the cage. and so that I was, was like, the worst mm, one. Okay. But I, I've seen a few since then. I actually yeah. watched some recently, actually. Yeah, some of like, the older ones, like Dangerous Alliance versus Sting Squadron. Yeah, uh, Horsemen versus. Uh, I watched Horsemen versus the Legion of Doom, and I think some of the Freebirds. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the, cool. The Bash '89 one, where yeah. it's just all the tag teams. I was like, I man, they 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 would never do that today. Yeah. It's like, hey, let's put all the tag teams in a War Games match. Yeah. Why not? Right. Good God. But with as good as last year's War Games match itself was, yeah. I was super excited for this one. Yeah. Yeah, they're 50 50 on shitting on Dusty's legacy because, you know, Dusty created War Games yeah. and Starcade's a joke now. Yeah. But on the positive side, War Games is so back from the dead. Yeah. It's it's a beautiful thing, yeah. you know. It's so good. I'm almost expecting him to just bring try to bring everything back now. Right. Crockett Cup and <laughs> all that. But. Man, and the Undisputed Era just—it's like I said, this is their match now. I mean, this doesn't even spoil anything. It's, it's gonna just, be weird when they're not in one now. Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny is that I noticed that some of the footage when you see the year one where they're mm. hyping year two, mm. you see Killian Dane in there with Sanity, and I think half the people thought it might have been one of uh, the War Raiders. You know, oh, yeah. like, it's the same, yeah, yeah. It's the same look and everything. And they had the paint on the face, and uh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> and at one point, I almost like was like, "Wait, no, that's not Killian Dane." Yeah. During the match, uh, yeah, because right. <laughs> so, he was such a big part of the first one, yeah. you know. So, but yeah, the whole takeover, man, two years in a row, I'm like, that's the takeover I wanted to be at. Yeah, was the War Games yeah. one because it's one of the only times you can forgive the world title not closing the show. Yeah, 
you know and uh, yeah top to bottom that show was so good and uh we got to see a woman do a moonsault in jeans yeah, yeah. i didn't know that could be done she did it man. yeah yeah you're your favorite yes yeah I, I think she's great i'm excited for i'm excited to see her more in in the nxt ring for sure yeah that that's an accomplishment in itself like i yeah. said I, I i cannot understate how impressive that is to see <laughs> a woman doing a moonsault in jeans i can't wait until io shirai has to turn on Kyrie saying at some point i feel like it has to happen really because Ooh. i mean they haven't always been friends okay. they, they've been teammates they were a tag team in stardom for a long time but they're also like really heated rivals too so and they've had some really good matches and mm. i'm really excited to see that kind of stuff but i feel like baszler kind of has to be out of the picture before that can happen so. yeah I mean, even just with the association there, there's three mega heels now yeah. for the women's division, and yeah. it's all it's all Baszler's crew. Yeah. yeah. So, and they're, they're oh, they're so easy to hate. I mean, even more so. We talked about how yeah, how good Baszler is in hating, yeah. but you know her cronies, man. I just when they show up, I just get so mad. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. ugh. Especially because they haven't done anything yet. Yeah. They're just there and they're just involved and they haven't wrestled. Yeah, they're almost like the Stooges. Yeah. yeah. They're like yeah. the new Stooges. Right. <laughs> Which I'm sure they're, well, I don't know if they're good or not, but I mean, yeah. they, they must be pretty decent. I would expect them to be. Yeah, they better be so, good. Yeah. They better be good because they've the... already <laughs> they've already created the four, the horsewomen. Like, Baszler comes out to horse noises before her music. It, so, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we did get a bonus match on that show. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah we did i uh man we saw matt riddle do some amazing things during wrestlemania week yeah. and it's just it's weird how quick this business is yeah. and seeing him already like on a takeover like just yeah so many months removed and keith lee same thing yeah uh you know god i mean i really wasn't even that aware of keith lee before our wrestlemania weekend yeah, yeah i had more of a journey with him but it was weird i saw i saw keith and willie yeah. And I didn't even recognize him by the next time I saw him. Yeah. Because they both lost so much weight. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember those guys. Like, yeah. it was like I'm not going to front. I, I forget names. Sure. <laughs> I do that, man. Yeah. Like, it's a good thing I don't compete. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm getting old. So, but, yeah, like, the Matt Riddle, we saw him have this amazing match, you know, with the Evolved title on the line. Yeah. And... So it's like one of those things. Like I don't think he had the best debut match in NXT, and honestly, yeah. I still think some people might be on the fence about him even after that. But sure. I mean, it's definitely a huge look. Yeah. I mean, a one move destroying need to finish off Cassius Ono. Yeah, and I think it's kind of similar to I may have said this before how I felt about Alistair Black initially because he was having those matches and he did the things where he would just kick a guy and that would be it and he'd just sit down Indian style in the middle of the ring (laughs) and I was like oh okay but I know Matt Riddle I've seen Matt Riddle wrestle here and there uh, before he showed up in NXT so when he does that to Cassius Ono I'm like okay I get it and then I'm looking forward to next time when Ono can actually like maybe hit him really hard yeah That'll be fun. Yeah. I'm sure they've worked each other before too. Yeah. I, oh, I don't sure, see yeah. how that's not that hasn't happened. I'm gonna yeah. go try to YouTube that later. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, th- it was neat to kind of see that on Takeover because you knew every match was kind of going to be epic. That's the thing is because there were four uh, matches announced. You know, War Games is going to take like 45 minutes to an hour <laughs> yeah. with entrances an hour. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I and it's only like a two two and a half hour show or something yeah. like that and that's why takeovers are better yeah because they're not as long yeah 
but I wanted all of those four matches that were announced to be as long as they possibly could, mm-hmm. and so I was I was happy to see how this worked out. I'm glad that the match was only a few seconds long. It was fun. It was funny. It allowed Matt Riddle to get seen, get exposure on TakeOver, so I think it worked in every way that it was supposed to. Yeah, Is, is Matt Riddle from California? I do not know. But he's the most California guy they've ever right. had. Even if he's not, that'd be that'd be especially funny if he wasn't. Right. But yeah, it's Rob Van Dam meets Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I mean, in, in every possible way. Yeah. So uh, he's he's gold. He's gonna sell a million shirts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the bro shirts bro alone, shirts, yeah. bro hat, yeah. everything could say. I mean, it bro is a short enough word. Right. It goes on everything. You're yeah. gonna see bro toilet paper. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> why not? Why not? <laughs> The next matchup was the the women's title match, NXT women's title. Two out of three Two falls. Two out of three falls. See, it was interesting to me because, <laughs> to me, that 100% favors Shayna Baszler because yeah. she hurts people. Yeah. And if she hurts Kyrie Sane early, even if she doesn't get the first fall, it seems easier for her to get the win um, two in a row quick because of how much she hurts her opponents. That might have been the fastest two out of three fall match. I'm not saying that to be yeah. disparaging. Yeah. It was just like breakneck pace. Oh, the pace, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was. It seemed like it was like, ah, yeah. you know. There yeah. Was, yeah, and to me, like Kyrie saying, she's beaten Shayna before, but it's been, she kind of had to steal that victory. And so they actually revisited that in this match, which was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, which I yeah. love it, love it, love it. I fell for it hook, line, and sinker, yeah. totally. But... <laughs> So yeah, so the two out of three falls thing felt really weird to me and that they were giving Baszler such an advantage in my estimation. Yeah. As far as like in-universe, in-character, I think it's it was a huge advantage for her. There were more instances where stuff could have come back to bite her in the butt later on, you know? like uh, Yeah, the longer know, the match goes on, the more likely Kyrie I think, it has a chance to maybe steal something. Yeah. Um, or... In this match, she didn't necessarily have to steal a lot. She was actually getting some believable offense, whereas in the past, of course, again, barring the May Young Classic Finals, where she was actually able to build like this sustained offense against Shayna Baszler, who has basically been kind of like a monster. Well, in her defense, she is a pirate. She has to be good at stealing yeah, stuff. Very good. Thank you. Okay. Yes. You've been setting me up for like two minutes. I had to, <laughs> I had to grab it. <laughs> Great match. We already talked about the finish with yeah. the, the the moon salt and the jeans. Interesting. I, I they're was playing. They're playing third stage at Coachella this year too. Yes. Moon salt and jeans. <laughs> the interesting to see uh, Dakota Kai come out there and help as well. Yeah. Kind of offset uh, Shafir and nice. Uh, Duke. Nice surprise. So, oh, but it made sense because Baszler or Kai was one of the first people that Baszler really picked on really hard. Yeah. Well, so, are we going to have that six woman match, or is it going to be the next takeover? I feel like they should have already tried to book this now at this point. I, I guess it all depends on where the or uh, where Schaefer and Duke are as yeah. far as their like in ring stuff. Yeah. I mean, with that's the great thing about tag team wrestling, though. You can cover a lot of stuff in it. Yeah. I mean, look at Dangerous Danny yeah. Davis. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that match is a classic, yeah, right. and it's not because he's any good. Right, yeah, so, but they have to be good. They have. I, to be I know, good. I know. I'm yeah. just, you know, I just wanted to make the dangerous Danny Davis <laughs> reference. That's all. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed the match. I don't know if it's my favorite of their matches. Man, when Kyrie won that the belt, when she beat her, I was super exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'd have to watch their matches back to back to see like which ones I like the most. All right. Um, Johnny Gargano 
faced Alistair Black. Yes. In a revenge for the attack. Yes. Dark Johnny. Yes. Punisher Johnny. He's wearing Punisher <laughs> oh, yeah. garb. Yeah. I right. liked how he, he changed his like his winking face logo thing yeah. to the Punisher logo. On the <laughs> yeah. thing. That was cool. Yeah. And the the his tights on the back, that was the, the Punisher font. That was. Dig it. So, He's such a nerd. He is. All, you're but all I'm, nerds. I'm man. such a nerd for understanding all of his references. <laughs> The See, thing. that's a subtle thing. It's not like when, you know, all the stuff you used to hate, yeah. those comic book references, because they were so on the nose. Well, no, I just hated Rey Mysterio's outfits. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like all of Nova's either. You like uh, well, more of Nova's than yeah, Rey's. Yeah. But there were sometimes you're like, oh, that's stupid. Yeah. Yeah, hey, uh, they were. <laughs> a lot of times they were stupid. But Johnny's are really good, because he did the Captain America one earlier this year. And if he's making very wise choices with his comic book character outfits captain america all-american hero always fights for good no matter what he's the punisher now he is still on the side of good but he's doing very bad things in order to get things done and it's a very personal vendetta that's all what the punisher is and this might speak a lot to my fandom of alistair black but you know and almost like i'm not saying this injury was a good thing for him but even before the injury no like, you still didn't see him wrestle a whole lot, even as champ. Yeah. And not that he had a huge long reign or anything, but I feel like the less that they book him, you know, consistently, he's still super fresh and fun to watch, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. And he's really just easily in my fave five right now, if I, if I have yeah. one. I mean, no doubt. Maybe even number one. He's just so fucking fun to watch, and he does different things every time. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously a lot of wrestling, probably 90% of wrestling is who you're working with. Sure. And Johnny's one of the greatest in the world. So I just loved this match. I mean, it's, the build alone makes yeah. you want to see the match. And it, I think the match over-delivered in that sense. I mean, they actually took the drama and, and made it non-anticlimactic, which is so hard to do. Yeah. And I don't know, and Johnny consistently over delivers yeah he's still johnny takeover for for damn sure yeah but i'm so happy that they finally did an alistair johnny match yeah because i really wanted that match before the yeah. injury of course that was going to happen mm-hmm. but man and having them be at each other for personal reasons probably made it that much more exciting to watch whereas mm-hmm. if they were both on the side of good and they were just having this match for a belt or for honor or whatever it wouldn't have invested maybe as many emotions into it you yeah know? that match was good enough to be a world title match it was yeah. it was good enough to contend for match of the year Absolutely. i mean that match is really good yeah. and i almost kind of say all of this to be like wow and that probably wasn't the best match on the entire card yeah. and the, the champa dream match was almost equally good for me yeah but they were so different yeah and it absolutely. was just like yeah. It was like, we call this mother revenge, and we call this mother, like, good guy versus bad guy. Yeah. There's a lot of shades of gray in the Johnny Allister thing. Right. Dream and Champa was just, like, line in the sand. Oh, yeah. And they all have their fans. Yeah. But, you know, you can't fault on how they booked a match like this versus the other one. Yeah. And, and I just, and just Dream being around all of this craziness. Mm. And it's almost like he's the sane one of the bunch, which is really bizarre. <laughs> yeah. But he brings this levity <laughs> to the yeah. show that 
they really do need because yeah. the emotions are just on 11 the entire show yeah and dream comes out and is like we are entertainers yeah. god damn it and you know everything those top three matches i don't i can't tell you another show right now off the top of my head where i'm like those last three matches oh my god even they're all four matches yeah I can't tell you another show, or maybe even another takeover that I think was that was good, that good, top yeah, to bottom. That might be the best takeover ever. It's Am I just seeing it with fresh eyes still? No, or? I think because I can think of specific matches on all the takeovers. I'm like, yes, that was amazing. That was everything. But on this one, I don't. It's hard to say, and I think yeah. it's part of it's because they're spreading the, the story out a bit, yeah. but also because they're just building the stories super, super well. Yeah. But going back to how great Aleister Black is, <laughs> even his his debut match at that takeover for Mania Week yeah. against Almas, yeah. like yeah. that wasn't supposed to be the best match of the night, but I thought it was. Yeah. I, it was a surprisingly great match. Right. Because everybody just thought Almas would get killed, yeah. but he actually showed up for it. And that led to a whole other thing like we're seeing now. Yeah. So I just... You know, I think Black's going to be one of the all-time greats. He's yeah. just so freaking good. Yeah. He's, you know, he's easily like main roster. I mean, all these guys are main roster ready. Yeah. I'm not trying to disparage anybody here, yeah. but yeah, that that's the next the next shirt I'm buying is Alistair Black, and I think that counts for something in nice. in this business. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah, and it kind of begs the question like do we want to when do we want to see these guys go up to the main roster do we want to see these guys never go up to the main roster never i like <laughs> how nxt is right now i'm okay <laughs> with lars sullivan going on um, sure maybe keep uh matt riddle in nxt for a while i'm probably okay with him moving up but let's see yeah. what happens yeah um but like undisputed era black gargano champa dream the mighty I th- the mighty yeah um even See, undisputed the, era. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> War I'm Raiders. Selfish, I'm selfish that way, and yeah. I because I know when they go up to the main roster, it's going to be hit or miss. Because there's been some really great people that have gone up there. Some yeah. have succeeded, and some have just been kind of sitting around. I think the talk. I was even saying, you know, I almost started to say the talk at this point is please go to SmackDown, please go to SmackDown, yeah. but. You know, unless they've just got something planned that we don't know yet, and that's that could be true as well. Yeah. Like Sanity, they've done nothing with them, yeah. and it's 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 disparaging to see that for as as a fan. Yeah. Like, why did you put them up there then if you're not going to do anything yeah. with them? Like, you better have something good planned for these guys because damn it, I'm sick of them sitting yeah. on the bench. They're the biggest, most egregious example. Even like almost, he's been having some good matches, but what are they doing? Like, is there yeah. is there a is there a goal that they're working yeah. towards? Like they, well, Shinsuke Nakamura, he's just sitting there with the U.S. title. He's had some good matches. He had a good yeah. match at Survivor Series. There's but, no shame in having a heel heel match, even for yeah. a title. I yeah. wish they would stop all that bull because, like yeah. I said, everybody's got their fans, yeah, and they gotta just stop it already. Because yeah. almost Nakamura would be. Fucking oh, yeah. amazing. That'd yeah. be instantly great. There's no way. I mean, they would have to really not understand what each other's saying. <laughs> like, <laughs> they need to not be able to yeah. understand the words coming out of each other's mouths yeah. for that to suck. Because, man, I'd, I, I'd love to see that right now. Yeah. Like, I'd stop recording the show right now if I knew it was on live <laughs> right. on the network at this very second. I would stop down and be like, we're watching this. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean,. So SmackDown has its flaws, but every time I think of like, well, where where are they going to go? It's like, 
rather than go to SmackDown, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's still sort of the land of opportunity, yeah, I yeah. suppose. So I want Finn Balor to get traded to SmackDown in the worst way. I want Finn Balor to get traded to supposed All Elite Wrestling at this right. point. Because, yeah. man, has anybody been dissed more than him? I haven't seen an ex-world champion dissed this bad. And I'm saying that mm-hmm. because I'm bringing it over to the early 90s. Sure. Ever since Ron Simmons lost the NWA World Heavyweight title, they turned him into nothing yeah. after they made him everything. And it made no sense. I never heard anything about... You, you would think if a story came out about... Like he did this or he said this to like lose favor with company. None of that has ever come out. All I've heard about is how great of a guy he is. And then they gave him the world title. And then when he loses it, I don't even know if he got a rematch. Like I have a pretty good brain about that stuff. And I don't recall him ever even getting a rematch. It took took Balor forever to get his. Yeah. And even then, like, I don't think a lot of people even realize it happened. Yeah. It was just so, okay, here's your your shot. Shut the fuck up. You know, that's really what it was. That's what it was. Because they were sick of us talking about it every week on yeah. social media. Yeah. So I get why they did it. And then they gave us another reason to boo Roman Reigns after that. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Mission accomplished all <laughs> over. Great work. So, yeah, I just, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, we talked about this on the last episode. Nakamura happy in America. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, happy to for, have him. I'm happy to have him happy for yeah. him. But Balor's a star. Yeah. Like, you know, what does he have to go through? Can't they learn from Punk and Brian? Yeah. Can't can they just once learn? And they're slipping on Joe. They're really yeah. slipping on Joe. Yeah. Joe hasn't won a world title yet. Yeah. Why is that? He's had a lot of chances. Yeah. Or a fair number of chances. Yeah. Do you know he's wrestled all over the world? <laughs> well, not if I watch the show, but yes, I do. <laughs> that's that's the generic for he was yeah. an impact for a long yeah. time. But you know. That guy has collected titles everywhere he's gone. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who was doing hour-long matches with Punk and Brian. Yeah. I think he's on the level of those guys, yeah. um, despite everything they're telling me not to believe. Right. But the fact that Samoa Joe has not had a world title on the main roster yet in any of those shows yeah. is an absolute joke. That is a joke, Chris. I, I, I agree with you. I'm not <laughs> arguing the point. <laughs> I know I'm all over the place this week. I'm sorry, but I but just I have a lot to say. We were yeah, but Dream Champa, great match. Oh my god, the, thank you for bringing it back. The, it, it was one of those matches that built up so incredibly well. I didn't expect Velveteen Dream to win. Yeah. I wanted him to win, but I didn't expect it because of storyline reasons. Because yeah. I don't see Champa losing it to the Velveteen Dream. Even the way they went off the air with the go home show, it's yeah. like, well, he's gonna lose. Yeah, <laughs> it was neat to see the things he got in it. Yeah. And I love the, the the brashness of, yeah, of it all, yeah. you know. So. But the way that this match built up, I started to believe. I yeah. believed in the dream. And it was one of those that me, cynical internet radio guy, <laughs> not believing it, but still wanting a good match, getting a good match, but then them grabbing me in that moment and pulling me in and saying, telling me, whispering in my ear, he might actually do it this time. He might get it. Yeah. And I started believing more and more. And then when Dream missed the the elbow drop on the outside and crashed and burned, that was the Gargano gets two knees in the face on the on the ring post yeah. from January. Yeah, I, 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 I felt the same exact way. Yeah. 
The black heart will break your heart yeah. every single time, Chris. And he, he's so good at that. Oh. Even that match we talked about with, versus uh, Otis Dozovic, yeah. where <laughs> there was... Because he kept fighting harder yeah. and harder. It's like, I, go Otis! Yeah, but then the moment <laughs> when Champa like, smashed his head onto the ring apron, it's like, well, dreaming, like, my heart is dead. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. And oh. Champa manages to do that in all of these high-profile matches. Like, yeah. He always crushes my heart every single time. Yeah. He's probably, I, I would probably be as big of a fan of his as like an Aleister Black yeah. or something like that. But he won't allow me to. Yeah. And that's yeah. really the true genius of Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. <laughs> We've said it before. He's the fucking devil. <laughs> <laughs> he is. And I've, it's funny because recently at a store I saw they had those wrestling action figure two packs I saw a DIY two pack and I just got sad. Oh yeah, that's that's heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. Are they at least on clearance so I can go buy one? Um, I don't know. I'll, I'll take a look next right. time. Yeah, let go. me know. Yeah. Christmas is coming. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had War Games. We've <sighs> talked a little bit about it. I don't even know what to say. Like, watch the watch the match. That's what I gotta say. The about only it. thing I didn't like about this match, and this is a super duper nitpick, Ooh. is that when uh, Bobby Fish took the key and threw it into the crowd. That the referees didn't go look for a key like right then. They waited. Or and, bolt cutters, which they wound up using. Which they used. I was, because I was on Twitter at the time, I was like, okay, go get the bolt cutters. And they're just standing there on the apron waiting <laughs> for the time to, to let out so that they can go, oh, wait, I don't have a key. Like, why did they do that? So is, like, if the camera's not on you, is it like when the refrigerator door closes <laughs> and it's just black and the, and the penguin rolls around and nothing happens? Uh, uh, apparently. It's just like, oh, the light's on. Shit. Yeah, Let's yeah, go do something. Yeah. Ah! It's exactly what it was. They're like they're like parakeets in refrigerators, right? <laughs> you know when you put the the blanket over the the, oh, the bird cage, it gotcha. goes to sleep, right? Understood. Okay, so I'm just rolling it into those two things. Yeah, right. but God, I just named the episode. Didn't you I? did. Oh, yeah. Other than that, kind of silly, kind of nitpick. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, loved it. it, it like, almost. I don't even any... know how to describe how much I love it. Yeah, almost in any other talent's hands, and I'll even say this about even some of the people maybe on the main roster, yeah. that standoff would have come off Super really stupid. Cheesy, yeah. But it worked. And I could see what they were doing, but when they cut to that angle in between the two rings and you saw them lined up on either side, like, this is so cool. Yeah. This is like this is like an Avengers movie, and it's yeah. amazing, and I love it. I know the sole reason for that spot was to have a good shot for yeah. the hype for next exactly, year. Yeah. You know, it's like the same reason why you always have to have a Battle Royal-looking ring yeah. prior to the Royal Rumble, so you can put that in the commercial. Right. Yeah. I get why that happened, but it's still great. It, was, it worked. That, yeah. That's how good those guys are. That insane, like... Oh. What the eight men falling off the rope side of the cage? Like what? I don't even know. I guess it was seven men, but because yeah. because Ricochet had to stay up top because yeah. he had to do his stuff after that. And nearly how many times did he like? I saw memes afterwards. Like <laughs> Ricochet is still spinning like at some <laughs> point at somewhere in the universe. I love the toss and catch power slam. Even just simple yeah, shit like that, yeah. you could do it. You could do that in any match. Yeah. It just looks better in war games. Yeah. Hansen in that match. Hansen flying from one ring into the other ring through a table. Like, yeah. Everybody in that match was insane. I loved I, it. I want to say I've seen him jump off of the top of a truck before. Okay. I feel like I've seen that. Yeah. I saw a match he was in where that happened, but okay. I want to say he was the the one that was ridiculous enough to yeah. do it. it it's. I, I saw 
it was like War Machine versus the Briscoes versus Lee and Mac. Yeah. And I know when they got to the building and they saw that at the Arlington Convention oh, yeah. Room, there, there's a rental truck that's always in there. That's where they park the uh, the ring crew truck mm. inside the building. And it's there. All the fans yeah. can see it. And I know once they got there, someone walked in and goes, who's jumping off the it's truck? Just, they're like <laughs> racing, racing each other for dibs on the yeah, truck. Like, like first one that touches it gets yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like that was him. I'll have to go back and check the DVD yeah. now. But, uh, yeah, man... I just uh, I watched War Games I twice. I watched it the ne- next night again. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I need to do that myself. I'll, I'll be watching it again before the end of the year because yeah. that's definitely going in the kitty for a match of the year contention. I I would think. Oh, we gotta yeah. start thinking about that, don't we? Oh yeah, it's it's looming, man. Tis the season yeah. for awards and Pepto Bismol. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you want to move on to Survivor Series? No, six and one. <laughs> six and one. I, I don't. Do you want to talk about any of it? Murphy and Ali, I, that was a good match. That was okay. That that's, that's the fine. one. The match, one thing that the one night of the year where SmackDown and Raw didn't go head to head in face to face competition or whatever it is because it, it was two hundred five live. It it's the only time where it makes sense for the cruiserweight title match to be on the pre show. Yeah. Yet it, it wasn't, wasn't on the pre show. Yeah. Why am I mad about this, Chris? You know, I tell you, I I'll answer my own question. I know why I'm mad about it because I. Like that was a, such a shit show. Yeah. Like that match, they didn't deserve that match. Yeah. Like you know, the tag match would have been the best match on the show, and it should have been the opener. And then you could truly say yeah. six and one. Yeah. Which which is true anyway. Yeah. But yeah, they did not deserve that match. No. They they, they took away from our two hundred five ness and put. <laughs> it's like, well, what, what what is it like? I know maybe there's some fans out there that don't realize or believe that that was the best match of the night right i mean they're wrong right and i hate to sound like a snob ass but yeah that was the only thing really worth watching on the main show yeah i mean the rousey flair stuff was sorry exciting i I didn't even consider that a match yeah well (laughs) because and see okay rollins nakamura was really good it was good until the end nakamura should have won that match i'm with you 100 percent. i'll sign rollins did not need that win no nakamura definitely did yeah um but it didn't follow the narrative of what they wanted for the night so rollins won just raw is always great and you're stupid for loving this this other show yeah and that's how i feel that they really are treating us yeah I don't. Un- I don't understand. It's and, 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 and yeah. if they were ending the brand extension, right? But and that was the rumor. Yeah. But then the next week, the rumor's like, no, th- it couldn't be further from the truth. Right. This is not even close to being the ending of the brand extension, because you know Fox cut us a billion dollars for SmackDown, mm-hmm. and they don't want second helpings. Yeah, right. So, yeah. that's great. And I am super excited about SmackDown, maybe even getting to the point where it could actually be perceived as the A show finally. I've the rumor I've heard now, and you know how much I love rumors. Oh yeah, we, we love them. Yeah, we used to do our five rumors in five minutes thing. Oh yeah, and, you know, I, man, I forgot all about that. <laughs> and I would always just crap all over them. Yeah. But the rumor I've heard about Fox is they want SmackDown to be a wrestling show they want it to be more sports geared rather than storyline geared to fit in with their sports side of whatever in their past like you know they've had ufc and they basically gave up ufc for wwe and even when uh tna was on fox southwest at least around here they made it more sports oriented too yeah less storylines yeah so i'm I'm down with that yeah 
any day. I mean, it's already kind of the wrestling show on the main roster, yeah. but even more so than Cool One Down. But yeah, with the Rousey Flair thing, I like. I thought the match was really, really good. Mm-hmm. And then there was the point where Flair was outside the ring, and whatever happened in her brain, <laughs> she decided to start attacking Rousey. The commentators have since then kind of agreed to say that Flair thought that she couldn't beat Rousey. That's not anywhere close to how I saw it. No. Because it, I didn't see that at all in the match. And I think she I, just I think, saw the scoreboard or she yeah, saw the script. Right. Right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, but that's, I don't think that's what they were initially going for. But for some reason, that's the narrative they want to drive home. So that's not what they keep repeating. I don't think that does a good service to either woman, though. No, it's disrespectful, man. Because I think they were just on even ground. And I I think Flair was actually winning that match when she did what she did. Yeah. And I think that's a good way to go. I think you should capitalize on that and say that, yes, Flair was actually beating Ronda Rousey and she was on her way to winning. Yeah. And like I said, the, the true fascination that even the most jaded of fans will have with Rousey is the, um, next year and the year after the the one that's road weary the one that's been through it a little bit longer and the more i think that that's something that should that's something that charlotte should say in her promos it's like yeah okay yeah you've been you've been a prize fighter but you haven't been doing this as long as us yeah and the more we can take a piece out of your ass yeah uh you know it's kind of like almost like well the easier we can beat you right you know it's 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 almost it's real shitty to say that but i think that's almost kind of a no one's ever said it that way before and i'm still waiting for that to happen yeah so i agree i don't i don't know how much money there is in that but i think it would i just like to see shit i've never seen before yes (laughs) i agree yeah so yeah that that was i don't want to talk about six and one six and one all right week three getting into week three what can you say about week three looking over my notes this was the week that braun Strowman got injured and this was the week where this wasn't the worst raw of the month but this was the week where like the first segment involving those six guys uh Strowman, elias and balor and corbin mcintyre and lashley yes took an hour the talking segment really? and the match took an hour of the show so that was a third of the show was just those guys because they had that they had that really long talking segment and then they had that pseudo like elimination match that went on for like over 30 minutes and didn't have a finish. Hmm. So <laughs> why? Wow. Uh on the other side of things <laughs> on Smackdown <laughs> no, no answer for me. No, no because it's it's I mean I I I can't sell you on that. Yeah. I don't I don't believe any of that to be right. Yeah. I, I didn't enjoy it. I and all of the bashing that Raw is getting from even people that are kind of close to it is yeah. all completely justified. Yeah. Taz was quoted as calling it a shit show, yeah. and who can argue with that? I've, well, I'm not going to argue with him anyway. But no, no not to his face, or not where you can hear me. <laughs> yeah, but meanwhile on SmackDown, uh, which I do see every minute of SmackDown, thank you Hulu. Uh, half of it was women. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's an immediate upgrade. Started right there. and ended the show, I think, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, two Charlotte matches and then, oh, yeah. and then the tag match. Yeah. So, I mean, there's definitely two different schools of thought here. Yeah. Like, there is 
there's some there's some positive things even in that six man elimination tag on Raw. You know, we we big ups to McIntyre. Um, like I said, Lashley's less boring with Leo Rush. Yeah, but man, anything Baron Corbin is like uh, when you first learn. <laughs> I don't know what grade it is. I kind of forget now. Mm-hmm. But when you learn that zero times anything still equals zero, <laughs> that's what Baron Corbin is. You put him in the equation of anything, right. and it's a zero, sir. Yeah, you're right. I, can you think of one instance where that's not true? I mean, even he even managed to make Austin Aries kind of boring. I know people that saw that match he had at the TakeOver yeah. with, <laughs> against uh, Baron Corbin. Yeah. They were like, you like this Austin Aries guy? I'm like, yeah, yeah he's great. Like, that match sucked. I'm like, it's because it was Baron Corbin. <laughs> I remember feeling that way, and I didn't really articulate it at the time about why. I was just, I was disappointed for Austin Aries. Yeah. And, but yeah, you're right. Yeah, like, he's always he always makes everything yeah. less than it should be. Yeah, you know that the, they think it's a cool looking graphic when that black fog cloud comes okay. out for him. No, that's I, that's a real that's not even a graphic. <laughs> that's a real thing. Like right. like just that black cloud follows him everywhere and everything is terrible when he's around. Yeah, God, <laughs> I I would have I I could go in a time machine and and find him the most amazing football coach. Of all time, right. like I want to find him the poly or the you know is <laughs> of 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 pro football to you know make him a multi million dollar like blue chipper right now. Yeah, God, I wish that would have. I happened. wish he was a really good actor. I said, oh, go, yeah, there go, you go, go be in movies. Yeah. Oh man, it's just because yeah, I could choose not to watch him. Right, exactly. There's always yeah. the option of you know, I know there's an option of not watching him. I get it. <laughs> and I'm really considering it. I, when I, he's all I'm, over raw, like it's hard not to see him. If if he's not released by how about if he's not released by January? I'm just going to put it real breakneck here. If he's not released by January, then we're not putting raw on the show anymore. <laughs> I don't know if I want to say that. I'm mean, still going to I'm going to still watch him. So I'll I'll report on Ron I may stop stuff. watching. I, I'm not trying to be one of those guys. Yeah. I'm leaving the country. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm seriously considering not watching Ron, especially with all the options they're going to give me. Yeah, that's right. I mean, enough. with the rumor of progress and and evolve being on the network. If I didn't do this show, I I wouldn't be watching Raw right now. Amen. Yeah, that's that's 100 percent true. Yeah. I would not be watching it if if I didn't yeah. feel like I had to do it in order to to talk about it. Yeah. Um, But speaking of stuff that you may or may not have seen on Raw, did you see the Lucha House Rules party? Nope. Lucha House Rules match with Lucha House Party versus The Revival? Nah, if they hadn't said on 205 that they were on Raw, I wouldn't have even known that they're crossing over again. So, yeah, Lucha House Party was on. Do you know what Lucha House Rules are? Uh, No tag? No, they're still tags, but it's a handicap match. Oh. Lucha House Party gets to have all their members. Oh. And they just get to beat up The Revival. Okay. Yeah. Oh, poor revival. Yeah. I love Lucha House Party, but it's not. Like, it's eh. fun. It's funny, but yeah, it's completely unfair. If it's a means and to Corey be, Corey Graves is like losing his mind. Well, I'm sure. Happening, but... Well, because Nigel's not there, right? <laughs> he has to be that guy. Yeah. I mean, if it's a means to an end, as far as them being authors of pain, great. Who Lucha House Party? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, how else are they gonna beat him? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I expected like Lucha rules, like no tags or whatever. Yeah, sure. No, it's not that. Not Raven's rules? No, not Raven's rules. Yeah. That would definitely benefit the authors of pain. Right. (laughs) So let's just move to SmackDown. SmackDown had a food fight. 
I loved it. That was my favorite match of that night. The Halloween match and the food yeah. fight. Of course, they both involved yeah. the New Day. Yeah. The turkey punch for the win. I wrote that in my little review. Like, Big E wins with a turkey punch. Yes. Oh, everything about it. I loved it. It was so fun. <laughs> Slipping I, at the end where none of them could stand up because there was, like, gravy on the ground or whatever. I may either say this on every episode or I always forget to, but I hope that the New Day never breaks up. Yeah. I actually do want the old day at some point. Right. The actual, yeah. the actual yeah. new day as yeah. I, I, they, they should never break up. Never ever. Yeah. I mean, oh, they, I've yet to become jaded about the new day. Yeah. Like, they are that good, that entertaining, yeah. that sharp. Yeah. And just still keeping the freshness after yeah. all these years, you know. And I feel like WWE might hopefully be thinking the same thing, because. You know, they would have broken them up by now. Yeah. That's normal tag team industry standard time of breaking up. They're over that. So, never break up. I do think the power of positivity is does have a lot to do with it. Because they are always positive and happy. And a lot of these, even when, I guess like the most that they've had adversity was like when they fought the Wyatt family. Or even well, the, the bludgeon, the bludgeons. Yeah, but the Usos thing, yeah, that's an interesting thing. But they never, they still but, never really went dark. Yeah, you know? that's the thing is they never really went dark, yeah. and it's it's always fun. It's always a good time, no matter what. And I think that has a lot to do with it. I don't yeah. think it's just a catchphrase. I think they're actually it's showing that that is actually a part of it, a legitimate legitimate part of why they they're so successful and they're just fun. And I love all those guys, and mm. I watch all of. Uh, uh, Xavier's Austin Creed's uh, YouTube stuff. I think it's fantastic. AJ Styles is a big part of that. It's fun. So six and one. Yeah, six and one. I mean, he's the only he's the only guy putting his ass out yeah. there by doing that. Yeah. And you know, they're not happy with the six and one shirt yeah, yeah. and the tweets, but he's doing, he's doing it. it. Yeah, because you know what? He doesn't. First of all, he doesn't have kids. He doesn't need this they're job. Right. He's got two freaking doctrines. Yeah. He does not need this job. Yeah. So if someone's going to go there, it's going to be Xavier. And I love him for that reason. I saw that he tweeted that he would stop uh, saying 6-1 and one if Raw traded Tyler Breeze back to SmackDown. <laughs> love it. And he loves gaming with them that bad, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, they were, I mean, because they were like roommates back in development. and That makes sense. So, yeah. So they're, they're, they're good friends. and oh. it's Because um, Breeze was a big part of Up, Up, Down, Down when they were on the same show together. Yeah. So it's, it's more difficult for them to yeah. do stuff when uh, they're apart like that. Yeah. Tyler Breeze needs something anyway. God, doesn't like, he? That's one of those things. I just hate it. Like, someone's injured, so the other guy can't work. Well, even that never just, used to be a thing. But even just when they moved him over to Raw, they just didn't do anything with him anyway. Yeah, that's true. Well, that that's a clear case. It's it, put it in the Zack Ryder files. Yeah, they got themselves over and they got punished for it. Yeah, stupid. But they did reunite the Edgeheads on a main event this past month. Oh hell! Yeah, all Hawkins right. and Ryder oh, teamed man, up. Another case. Let's stop watching Raw, watching main event. Yeah, yeah. I have the means it, to. It's not know. always great, but it's. I've, I've been watching on the network, which is a couple weeks delay. But... Well, I, I really don't have to watch Raw and watch a main event because they let you know everything that they yeah. want you to know anyway. Yeah, they'll show you. They'll show you that Baron Corbin match every week in the middle of the show. Yeah. So, so it's only an hour. So if I really want to watch the replays, right. then I guess I have the option. If I'm not watching Raw, I'm more likely to do that. Yeah. Because, yeah, of course I'm curious and I have to know about it. Right. Blah, blah, blah. I'm a broadcast journalist, Chris. <laughs> Don't say that word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those words, I guess. Miz lost to a local talent guy. That was fun. Yeah, I thought you were going to talk about him losing to Kofi. 
which was oh, awesome. Yeah. That was that was the next week. Yeah, no, I know, yeah. but yeah, so Miss went on a two week losing streak, which yeah. I'm always happy about. Yeah, yeah, but yeah I'm not pissing on the Miss. He's a, he's a hell of a hand. He's great at what he does, which I always want to see him lose. Yeah, yeah, and I really, really, really want to see him lose every yeah. time. But he has really good matches, a good part of the time. It was one of those guys, the guys that um, that Keith Lee wrestled or something? There <laughs> were, I think it might have been the the guy Dane Bryant is who they were calling him. He was on, I think he was, he attended to someone. He was like medical staff attending to someone, I think. And he was on an episode of NXT, too. Okay. Right. So, they, <laughs> yeah. they use those guys as much as they can. Oh, he was in the, yeah, because this was all the Survivor Series week. So, yeah. he was there. They were all there. So, okay. he's, he's he was on, um... The, Fidel, uh, wasn't that Fidel Bravo? That was the other guy. That was okay. the guy with the longer hair. Yeah, that's the, the guy. The guy that looks yeah. like Guillermo from uh, yeah. the Jimmy Kimmel show. That was uh, Fidel Bravo. Yeah. So. Oh, oh, yeah, Nola, by the way, who appeared on the last episode. Yeah. I've never seen her nail a half a man description better than that Fidel Bravo guy. Looks like Guillermo meets Joey Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I just had to give her a standing ovation nice. after that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And, uh... Randy Orton's, I'm not a big fan of Randy Orton, but his RKO on Rey Mysterio, I think, Ooh. ranks up there with one of the greats. That was a good one. So is that number, f- that'd be number four, I think, of all time for me. Yeah. I can I can almost do them, too, at this point. You want me to do Sure you go. Well, I mean, I'm never not going to love Hogan getting it on the car. Right. I don't know if that's number one, though. I will find out the date on this, but yeah. there was a tag match, and forgive me if I said this on the show already, but I think Lashley was on the opposite side and i'm gonna find this out i think it was oh six or something okay lashley was still there it was a raw main event if i'm not mistaken randy got a blind tag dropped to his back on the apron rolled in like a log and then as soon as he got he barely got on his feet and blasted him with the rko and won the match that's still the coolest fucking RKO. Yeah. Even better than... The Evan Bourne was neat. Yeah, but that's number three. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe Hogan on the cars, too. But the most underrated one has got to be that one from a tag match that nobody remembers. Not right. that they really need a reason to remember it. Sure. But I'm going to find right. out the exact date of that, and I'll report back, okay? Cool. All, All right. right. But, yeah, like, uh, they're just going to... Cr- we need to do that 205 SmackDown crossover, finally. Maybe Fox has the answer to this, because... How Randy Orton isn't just riding with TJP at this yeah, point? Right. I mean, just imagine the rearview mirror alone <laughs> has got to be rocking with right. masks galore here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so yeah, there's uh, that, that's a decent tie-in, isn't it? I mean, everybody's yeah. grabbing masks now. It's it's the hip thing. Yeah, and <laughs> so. that week my favorite match on Two Hundred Five Live was Grand Metal League versus TJP. Yeah, Good back match. from uh, back from baby daddy uh, leave. Yeah. yeah, his third kid. No. He needs this job for sure, for goddamn sure. <laughs> right. Let him do indie shows too. Yeah, uh, but yeah, in a cool way to take him off TV for a little bit. He got a little embarrassed. He got snatched, and yeah. uh, you know, so there was that. And uh, I mean, it's weird that they mentioned those on the show. I think I think that might be a way to sell him not being there so much. That's yeah. you can get a little creative when it comes to stuff like that. But whatever. I guess people are like, well, it's a social media age, and. We're just going to tell him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's uh, TJ could have gotten some good heat out of maybe you hurting him a little bit extra yeah. or something, but yeah, I don't know. It, yeah. That's it's me. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, business as usual on 205. It's a great show. We, I, I think we've given less lip service to 205 on this episode more than most episodes yeah. that we've done this year yeah. just because uh, they're not kind of 
they're not popping up on the radar in a bad way. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess that's part of it. So it's like, oh, great show. Glad um, I watched. The, yeah. <laughs> no complaints. Yeah, that's kind of what it is because they're yeah. consistently great. So when it's business as usual, it's great business as usual, but it's also like, how many times do you want to hear us say, 205 Live was great, you need to watch it? Yeah. Like we say it every time, yeah. almost every single week that we cover. Yeah. So, um, oh, on that show though, speaking of 205, uh, Tozawa and uh, Brian Kendrick, they are now a team again. Yes. Uneasy team, but this I like week... the promo, by the way. Yeah, yeah. That was cool. <laughs> but they didn't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> but this was the week where Tozawa, after their match, got uh, Brian Kendrick to do the yell with him. So <laughs> it's interesting. It's interesting to watch that yeah. happen. Yeah, Kendrick lost his smile so forever ago, yeah. and yeah, I, I I do miss fun-loving Brian Kendrick. I really yeah. do, actually. So yeah. maybe this is a means to having him come out of his shell again. Maybe it'd be nice. I li- I'd like that actually. Yeah. So yeah, tune in. NXT was just a it was a recap show of, of Takeover because it was taped at the uh, at the venue. There was less than ten minutes of actual wrestling on yeah, the show. Yeah, two by squash the way. matches and uh, Nikki Cross versus Candice LeRae was good. That was good. Yeah, yeah. it went about nine minutes, I yeah. think. For yeah. I, so the only time I really check the times is when shows are like, "Whoa, right. did I actually see any wrestling here?" Like, yeah. Oh yeah, it was nine minutes and fifty four seconds. Yeah, because <laughs> it was mostly just video packages. And yeah, things. Um, I don't know why they do that. I mean, you know, back in the day, I get it. Like, when I couldn't see WrestleMania as a kid. Yeah. Give me all the recaps. Yeah. You're watching a show on the network (laughs) that's... Yeah. You know, I mean, you could talk about these things. Yeah. That's what a commentator's job is, Chris. I I don't need all of this. (laughs) I guess it's just part of its timing. Like, they don't really want to tape anything... At the previous tapings, that's going to air after the next takeover, yeah. and they don't have time between Saturday yeah. and Wednesday to get that yeah. other taping in. It's impossible to lie to us either when it concerns the war games yeah. taping in advance, because yeah. you got the cages on the ramp, yeah. and you got the two rings. What could you say? Yeah, they just don't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, just ignore it. Zero canon yeah. here, yeah. <laughs> like at all. And then UK, I think the two episodes of UK, they were good. Um, Jordan Devlin and Liero was fun to watch. Man, I, you know, can I just, can I nominate that for match of the week? Sure. I, and, and it was just a great solid match. Yeah. And I think part of what makes, you know, the criteria for match of the week, if I, if I yeah. may speak for both of us, hopefully, sure. and not be an asshole about it, sure. is that this one kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. Like we, we don't have a lot invested in these guys yet. Yeah. And we've been seeing them sporadically, but neither of these guys have really shined super hard. Right. And I think that was a case where they're like, when you can go out there and, and yeah. turn it up. And they really did, man. Yeah. I found myself being like, that's the main event? Like, okay, yeah, yeah he said something about him. Big deal. I like the promo, though. He's like, he thinks he's a lucha. He's from Leeds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And, you know, despite the fact that they've done that video package on him like six times right. minimum, I think. But, man, they went out there, and I really got invested. And it yeah. didn't take long for me to get invested. Yeah, when the match started, I was like, okay, you know, whatever. But, man, they, they totally wrote me in. And you yeah. notice even, like, the, the height, man... I, I I don't know how to feel yet about the British crowds. I love their enthusiasm, but they're they're massive hijackers. Uh, yeah. And sometimes yeah. it's good and sometimes bad. I think it totally like we talked about this off air. I think it totally works for Zach Gibson. I was yeah. 
as they have and that's Zach part Gibson, of his gimmick at this point yeah because Zach Gibson on on the surface looking at him good wrestler you know really good wrestler yeah he just and like he just fell into this gimmick i think like right. and good good for him because yeah. like he had no gimmick and now he has one and he doesn't yeah. even have to he barely has to work at it that's he just looks thing. like a guy he yeah. just looks like some bald guy and yeah. the fact that yeah he gets booed so mercilessly i think it's funny yeah but it's also it works for for the character he yeah. was i recently found out mentioned this to you before we went on the air is that uh, him and James Drake, they have the team, they've teamed up in the indies a lot, and they're starting to team up now that they're trying to build a NXT UK tag division. They seem like they're going to be teammates. And I realized that I had seen them team up in our WrestleMania weekend, and part of it was Nigel was talking about that they were a team called the Grizzled Young Vets, and that was the team that I saw in the ring the night that I talked about when they faced Mustache Mountain and when the Grizzled Young Vets got booed for like 10 minutes nonstop and Mustache <laughs> Mountain was like laying down in the ring and pretending to sleep and cuddling yeah. with each other as, yeah. as they kept talking and talking and talking. <laughs> and it was so... I, like, I'm a guy that I don't boo, yeah. but... Because I just I just like to watch the show. You mean I missed you audibly booing? I somebody? didn't audibly boo, uh, but I did. You put your hand? Did you put your thumbs down? I was up in so the far air? up in the in oh. the stands, but I See, was. I would have. I, I can't believe I missed that. If appreciative that of everything that was happening because it just kept going on and on. It was great. It was good. But I that was that guy. So I realized that I had seen Sam yeah. Gibson before. Like I saw him the next impressed. night, but I didn't. I wish I could have seen yeah, that. I need to grab a DVD of it or yeah. something. But you just sign up for yeah. the network, right? <laughs> yeah, or maybe the, it'll, maybe it'll, the, well, there's a progress. Yeah, streaming, so. maybe, maybe they'll uh, well, maybe they'll have it on there. Yeah, yeah. what's gonna become? Oh, yeah, well, we'll do that in the next anyway. episode, maybe. But yeah, but every time I see Jordan Devlin, I like him more and more. Yeah. Whenever he was in the tournaments, I was like, mm, okay. I mean, yeah. I get where he came from. I, his association with Finn Balor. We were we were saying, he, or I think me and my wife were actually. He looks like Finn Balor and Cody Rhodes had this like car accident with each other, and they became the same person. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to talk about if they made it, but right. it looks more like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I think the association with Balor kind of made me maybe like him a little bit less because it felt like a knockoff Balor. Sure, is how they kind of kind of shoehorn him in there. Yeah. That's how they sold it to me, and I was like, okay, I guess. Um, but every time I've seen him in the NXT UK television show, I've liked him more and more. Yeah. And the following week, one of those, his match with Pete Dunne, which we'll talk about in a minute, uh, was so good. Yeah. I love that one a lot. Yeah. But this week, yeah, there was that match. Man, what I wouldn't give to see, like, um, El Generico versus Ligero. Oh, yeah, there you <laughs> go, yeah. Maybe when Sammy comes back, he can do some because he's injured like when yeah. he comes back from injury like get the the warm-up circuit maybe yeah. he can have a elton erico match yeah put him on the the next series of tapings yeah. whenever he comes back that'd and be just, super and cool just nobody talk about it don't, yeah. don't say it like, yeah it was like el locale like, or juan cena yeah <laughs> right yeah yeah el locale man i forgot about that yeah. <laughs> god why did i forget about that oh real quick moment before we get out of here zach gibson uh i put it to a non-wrestling fan about yeah. liverpool mm-hmm. i'm like is it a liverpool thing and they were like, yeah, people that aren't from Liverpool, like, they don't like to visit there because uh, if you, potentially, mm. if you go to Liverpool, you might not leave with everything that you showed up with. Oh, yeah. So that's apparently the knock on Liverpool. Okay. So that's why 
because I'm like sitting there going, man, you know, like it seems like the the Scottish and you know they're getting a pass and they're not even like directly from England, but right. you guys really seem to not like Liverpool. <laughs> but I found out that's the reason why. Apparently, apparently okay. it's kind of a scary pocket. Like they don't like apparently Blackpool's not as scary as Liverpool, but okay. I don't know. Maybe anything with pool in it. Maybe just stay away from stay if away you're from the pools. if you're a tourist. Sure. I, I I would think, and apparently Air Scotland just has no gravity. Right. Uh, I think I've uh, wrestling. If wrestling has taught me one thing, there are certain areas in the world that just don't have gravity, right. and I'm pretty sure our Scotland's one. Of them. <laughs> so, um, on the other UK show that week, we my favorite match. I've said it before. I've said it again. I'll say it again. One of my favorite matches in the May Young Classic tournament was Jenny versus Tony Storm. We got to see Jenny versus Tony Storm in the NXT UK Women's Title Tournament, yeah. which had been going on since I guess the previous week. Yeah. Did you yeah. like this one better than the tournament match? I don't know. I or think... than the May Young Classic tournament match. Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah. let's differentiate here. Yeah. I think I think I did like this one a little bit more because I think I was a little bit more invested in people because Jenny had shown up a couple weeks before and attacked Dakota Kai and. So well, also from a story standpoint, this is a more important match, so it better yeah. be better. Well, I guess I think it is. I yeah. mean, like the, the having the opportunity to hold the title first—that's bigger than yeah. most things. Yeah, it's debatable, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Ask Buddy Rogers, All right? <laughs> but yeah, it was. I like that. the The first few matches, I I was impressed with uh, um, Millie McKenzie. Yeah, everybody seems yeah. to have taken a shine to her. I mean, yeah. even Nigel likes her, and Nigel's definitely a grizzled young veteran right yeah <laughs> so she was she was a nice surprise in the tournament because when yeah. she showed up i was like okay yeah and uh, zaya brookside had a good showing for she lost in her first round <laughs> match but she had a better showing than she did losing to io shirai in the tournament she, in the may young class oh she kind of got equally killed but uh <laughs> yeah but she did, she did some stuff she looked yeah. good in there yeah i i noticed in the tag match that i you know i, I like zaya i think she's gonna be fine yeah but I saw a couple of instances in the, that tag match yeah, with Millie where I was like, ooh, she's not quite there yet. Yeah, you know, she seems a little uncertain. Yeah. yeah, But, you know, I'm sure she'll be fine. I'm not gonna, I don't want to pick on her too much. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I, I sense good things. She comes from good stock, obviously, yeah. so there's that. But, yeah, just tell me when they're going to stop doing two first for UK because they're great shows. But, man, this has really been beating me down all month. I can't say it enough. When they run out of the, the stuff they filmed over the summer, I'm sure. When maybe is, maybe by takeover in January, that'll be the end God, of it. I, I, want, I need to happen before that. <laughs> I mean, the, they all you need to do to build up a pay-per-view... I mean, with WWE, you only need one show. But I guess they need, like, four shows to build it up. So maybe just one set of tapings, mm. one show each week. It's fine. It'll be fine. Well, People I don't will expect, watch it. <laughs> I don't expect takeovers to be every month. I mean, NXT takeovers aren't every month. Well, so. no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, all they got to do in the next set of tapings, do four shows. Oh, I gotcha. Four weeks. And then by the time it's over, that's when takeover happens. And we'll be fine. Like I said, people are going to want to watch the show. Yeah. Pretty much regardless. It's yeah. the first UK takeover. It's different. The, the same talent, not on there. Yeah. Although I, I will say I appreciate any kind of positioning of Pete Dunne on any takeover. Sure. But all that being said, now you'll know he'll definitely be the star of this next one. Yeah. You know, so that's all I got to say about that, really. Uh, <laughs> it's interesting because they're building up the British Strong Style versus the Coffee Brothers and Wolfgang. Yeah. But if yeah. Pete Dunne has the title, I don't see that being a six-man on the first takeover. I thought about that, too, and I just I don't know what to think of that. Because the other thing about the Coffee Brothers-Wolfgang thing is that they were already working with some of the other guys. Yeah, and Andrews real... and Webster and um, Ashton. Smith. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and not that 
they were successful against them yeah. or anything. However, I thought it was too early to pull the trigger on the British Strong Style reunion. Yeah. I, I just think that they could have spaced that out a lot better. Yeah. And I think the Coffee Brothers and Wolfgang need more time to be like, we're freaking dominant. Right. And why not? I mean, you know, like even like take a... You know, take like a Dave Mastiff and put him with a couple of guys that, you know, probably can't hang so much with those guys. Right. But at least there's some believability. Yeah. Just get a bunch of different combos Dude, like a bunch of different guys. Dave Mastiff teaming with Amir Jordan and Kenny Williams. Yeah, sure. That'd be a fun team. Yeah, just, just you know, put a, it's like putting a hold on it while yeah. still keeping right. somewhat of a momentum going. Yeah. I just think that they just did this way too quick. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I don't know if they did it because they thought maybe this show wasn't even going to happen or take well, off. Quick. But, it's been 12 episodes, which has been like three months yeah. worth of TV. Yeah, but like I said, you you're, you said it right, is yeah. that they're not positioning the Pete Dunn. Yeah. Pete Dunn has to defend his title in the first show. Yeah. That, that's dumb if he doesn't. And I kind of expect that they weren't really sure exactly how they were going to use these tapings. And they probably take over in the summer. I really don't think takeover was necessarily planned or if it was planned it was tentatively so i don't think that these tapings necessarily were building towards the specific goal of one big show yeah and these these that are airing here you know during november what were those taped chris like august oh jesus yeah. <laughs> it was like six or eight episodes i think it must have been six or seven were in cambridge and those were in like july and then these are in August, yeah. I like the look of that first place, though. One looks like an old the, castle. The the Cambridge Corn Exchange. Yeah, I, I like it. Yeah. That, that should have been the hubbub. Yeah. For, I, I like the idea of, you know, every show should have its own look. The the yeah. second set of tapings looks like other it's looks just, like other it's house just a, shows. like a, a, some event venue. Yeah. Just dark everywhere. Yeah, yeah I don't like it. Look, there's, it. There's a lot of personality to that first place. Yeah, yeah exactly. The other one just looked like Starcade. Which You're right. I don't know why I keep bringing it up because it was so bad, I guess. I was disappointed. I was super disappointed. Did you watch the hour-long Starcade thing? I did, but, you know. I haven't seen it. I mean, you know, cage. Here's the thing: is it like, ooh, Joe and Styles in a cage match? Yeah. How can you lose, right? I mean, was it, it clipped was, or how, what did they show? Ah, uh, it might have been, man. I mean, from what I could tell, I didn't see a clip, but I wasn't watching. I mean, yeah. they didn't really keep me interested in it. Like I said, watched it. Yeah. But it felt like a house show cage match. I've seen house mm. show cage matches before. Yeah. We haven't hosted any, but like <laughs> live events. Yeah, that's right. They call them live events now, sure. Chris. I've seen live event cage shows, and it could be the two best in the world. And you at the end, you're just kind of like, all right, yeah. And that's what a live event cage match is, and that's kind of what Joe and Styles felt like because they didn't give me any other reason to not feel that way. Even with all the buildup they've had over this year, I still felt like this match actually really doesn't matter. Yeah, I would probably have enjoyed it more if i was there i guess sure yeah but at the same time it's got that it's weird it's not a stink but it still is a stink in a way that they're calling it starcade yeah and everything i read about the first starcade i would love to see that show it sounded like such fun and there was at least a few cool decent callbacks and this one was just like let's have rick flair in the first segment and that's all you get as yeah. far as like that's the thing i i definitely I'm not on, as on fire about it as a lot of other people I'm hearing about. But, you know, those are the guys that actually grew up watching Starcade when it was live. Right. So, you know, I, I get that part about it, too. But, man, it's like, why why are they even doing it? It's like, 
It almost feels like you know when those like the when 20th Century Fox put out uh, the Fantastic Four movie. Like, did mm. you just do this because you were gonna lose a licensing oh, thing yeah, on it? Like, you just had to do something with it. Like, what well, what is this? Like, I feel like that's what happens sometimes. Like, you gotta lose the patent if you don't at least have something sure. to put out. Um, yeah, I I guess I don't know uh, why they because they did that. They've done another one of these previously yeah. but yeah it was just a house yeah. show thing i said it's such a 50 50 because war games is was has been rebooted yeah. in such the best possible way well yeah. even putting a new shine on it and i really wish they would have slept on a starcade like you know licensing yeah. thing and have it revert back to cody or right. something that would have been the best why couldn't starcade be one of these like super shows that they've been doing yeah do starcade in australia yeah i know i, I know man they, they took all the great they took a lot of those great things and they made them not matter yeah. great american bash same thing yeah yeah i was maybe there's a chance for halloween havoc right. and <laughs> and i gotta say maybe even just you know what i'm gonna say in in the bottom of my heart i feel maybe there's a chance for battle ball the legal lottery I'm yeah i'm gonna say it if I say it enough times, maybe it'll happen, like like Candyman or Beetlejuice. Right. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. I know. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I I don't even know if I'm gonna watch the Starcade Hour thing because it just doesn't feel important to me. I don't. I don't recommend it really yeah. at all. There's other things you can watch on yeah. the network. Just watch a fun old match that we review on a yeah. on a retro card coming up. Sure. Which will happen. <laughs> uh, everything besides Raw in week four, I'm totally yeah. fine with. It's yeah. one of those things where nothing huge happened, yeah. but I was entertained pretty well throughout. Um, I guess definitely one of the biggest things we should talk about for week four is the fact that they finally took Asuka off the bench. Yeah, that was, that was cool. So Becky Lynch and Charlotte are going to have this match, and then they have that segment where they're talking to each other, and then the whole women's division comes out in two groups, the, the bad women and the good yeah. women. And, and I, liked that, yeah. I liked that they did that thing. It's the stereotypical, you know, heels being like, management doesn't care about us. Yeah. And then you expect the faces to come out and maybe say something completely opposite like, of hey, that give Paige a chance she's doing the best she can yeah like that. but then they didn't yeah naomi was like naomi was kind of the spokesperson for the yeah. the good good women on the stage and she was like i hate to agree with mandy rose over here <laughs> yeah. but i kind of do yeah. like we can all be champs some of a lot of us have been champs and the ones that mm-hmm. haven't deserve the shot mm-hmm. and so they got the the battle royal yeah. and it was it was fun it was it was a tv battle royal so it was kind of short and I gotta say, this is proof of importance. If you are a live member of the WWE Universe and you bought a ticket to see a show, if you were at a show, especially at television, and they do that kind of thing, like prior to Survivor Series, where Becky's looking over oh, the whole roster, yeah. and then when she stopped on Asuka, the place popped. Yeah. Do not for a second think that that didn't happen because of the crowd. Like. Yeah. I think the crowd put Asuka into this match. Yeah. And here's the other thing is that this is a smart thing to do because it's going to pretty much be Becky's first match back out of concussion jail. Yeah, that's true. So this is really smart. She doesn't have to be in the whole match. Plus you got Asuka now and Asuka definitely has beef. She's playing all nice and everything, but Charlotte beat her at Mania and she never really got that win back. We talked about this before. Speaking of that, Mixed match challenge, have you been watching? No. So I, I need to though, because apparently that's going to be important now. It is, and I'll talk about that in one second. But 
the week before this happened, Asuka, the Miz and Asuka faced. So AJ Styles. Oh, they faced Rude and. Uh, no. Oh. Yeah. AJ Styles is out of the tournament because of the stuff he's dealing with. Yeah. Jeff Hardy replaces him on the team with Charlotte Flair. How many people have been replaced in this thing? A like bunch, five? A bunch. Yeah. Owens, Strowman, Styles. Alexa? Uh, Alexa, yeah, yeah. So that whole that, that team, that team was, got completely replaced. Yeah, it was Team Little Big, Strowman <laughs> and Alexa. But now it, it ended up being Ember Moon and Kurt Hawkins. So, <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm gonna have to save this for Do next you, episode. Okay. Let's save this for next episode because you just. <laughs> I think I just broke. Something. I think I'm gonna be watching this the rest of the night now. Once we get off the um, air, but but the point I'm getting to is the week before this battle royal happened, talking about Charlotte and Oscar, they were in the ring together in mixed match challenge. Team Oscar, Miz and Oscar. Yes. I'll stop saying it. Yes, I processed this. The Miz and Oscar has been undefeated since Mixed Match Challenge started back in January or whatever. They've never lost a match in okay. Mixed Match Challenge. Charlotte made Oscar tap out in the Mixed Match Challenge, and that was the first loss for the Miz and Oscar. And again, it kind of it actually adds a little bit of intrigue to this whole thing because the next week. Oscar wins the Battle Royal. She's in a match with Charlotte and Becky. Yeah. And so, yeah. Well, first of all, spoiler. Second of all, Kurt Hawkins? Yes. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. No, yeah. I... And yeah, I think... Uh, I just... I don't know why it took so long for Oscar to, like, get back whatever yeah. she had and she lost, but I'm just... I mean, I don't know that. where she's going to go after the TLC match, like, because it's still the Becky-Charlotte show. Well, I mean, you know, if the fans, you guys can turn shit around. You, I, I still don't know if they realize that these things, I mean, Becky, Becky Lynch. Rusev. Well, I know, but maybe it's, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's bad for the guys and not for the women so maybe. much. I don't, that's all I can yeah. think of right now. You can see examples on both sides. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's tough to say. I mean, if they really, really don't want it to happen, they'll make sure that you don't care about this person yeah. like Rusev and, mm-hmm. uh, and Zach Ryder. And uh, Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> Wait, Kurt Hawkins, what? There's been a lot of Kurt Hawkins talk on this show, more so than <laughs> yes. usual. Yeah. The Edgehead's getting back together. Yeah. Um, do we have a gobbledygooker uh, signing? I believe we did, didn't we? There was year? a gobbledygooker. Who was it? It was, it was R-Truth. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, because last year it was um, uh, 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 Drew Gulak. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So we need to keep track of that. I think we keep track of that because I'm I'm building uh, some ultimate Survivor Series teams. So yeah. we need to. So we got at least three gobbledygookers now. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so let's table that. Anyway, okay, I'm on Mixed Match <laughs> Challenge. I'll go ahead and say, <laughs> since we're on the topic and we never talk about it, okay. And I think a lot of people aren't watching it because sure. people I talk to at work. And well, that's what we do here. We talk or... about shows that people don't watch, <laughs> and way too much about the shows that people <laughs> do sometimes. I guess. Sorry, I'm, I'm what kidding. are we doing here? The Mixed Match Challenge was a round-robin tournament, which I'm a big fan of. I liked it because you had the two brackets, Raw SmackDown. Each team faced each team in their own bracket, and I expected the winners of those brackets to go and face each other. But that's not what happened. They needed to extend it until TLC. So what happened was the entire round-robin tournament ended up being a ranking situation to where the teams are ranked 1 through 5 based on wins, and then they would start to have playoffs. So now it's a single elimination tournament, based on the rankings, top faces the bottom to, like, one is team is knocked out. The, the bottom two teams on each roster, they had a playoff. The bottom two teams knocked out immediately. Then they have the quarterfinals. It's like the NCAA. Yeah, team one faces team number four, the ranking, and team two faces three. And it's single elimination up to the winner. 
Makes sense? Okay. We didn't know any of that until the week the playoffs actually started. <laughs> so there was there was no end game in sight. We didn't know what they were fighting for, how they were going to fight, how anybody was going to win anything until two weeks ago as of this recording. That was stupid. That was dumb. I like the show because it's so weird and kind of wacky and they're kind of out of character. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't, whenever, whenever I've watched the, I've watched like the first four yeah. of them. And it does not seem. It's gotten it's, more serious as it's gone along, but really? it's, they're still kind of out of character. Yeah, like they just say, just, just go have just fun. Just do whatever. Cares, yeah, it's know? more of like a family. Kind of like, you remember the Saturday morning slam show? Yeah, yeah. It felt a little bit like that at times. Oh, with was... the instant classic Curtis Axel versus John Cena match where yeah. Curtis Axel ran the ropes for like 15 minutes? Yeah, there's stuff like that in the in these matches. <laughs> Um, if anybody has not seen that, yeah. <laughs> go look that up. That was when Daniel Bryan went off about fighting a bear and like, <laughs> the, the bear hug, and he like lost his mind talking about a bear hug. Um, but in the mixed match challenge, so yeah, you were talking about how it's important. The winners of the mixed match challenge, they'll get a trip to wherever they want to in the world. Which who cares? <laughs> Um, what? <laughs> yeah, there's fabulous prizes to win, and that's one of the things. The only thing that adds is that it has the people like talking, the the teammates talking about where are we gonna go, which is they have so, to go together. About the everybody's talking about where they want to go together, so it's weird. Oh, you know? I, I I hope that um, I hope they ask to go to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> like right. I finally get to go. All right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, the winner, the winning team, the man and the woman are each respectively number 30 in the Royal Rumble coming up. All right. So they, they get the 30 spot. They're going to win to not win the Royal Rumble. Yes. Yeah. Because historically, yeah. that means that they will not win the Royal Was Rumble. It like, I think, what, John Cena won at 30? It's the only one I can think yeah. of. I'm sure there's another one. but 27, I, is that still like the best number? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Mm. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be cynical. It sounds mm. awesome. I, I'm definitely going to watch But they actually added stakes now. I like so that. So it actually feels a little bit important. I'm actually pulling for teams, whereas yeah. before I was like, it's I just want to see fun stuff. Yeah. I want Mahalisha to win. Oh, that, that's amazing! Yeah, I know yeah. who that is. Um, I, I maybe coming soon to uh, you know you know how they like to make fun of um, indie credibility a lot, yeah, and yeah. they they feed that to the commentators. Sure. Uh, maybe so. If I could take a page out of their playbook, maybe coming soon to a basketball uh, high school basketball gym near you someday is the mixed match uh, challenge, where it's actually not WWE, but you'll you'll at least get to see Nia Jax and Enzo team up again. <laughs> Oh, in yeah. a perfect world, right? right. <laughs> did you did you see the stuff where Enzo showed up at Survivor Series? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Who? See what? Me, right. Huh? <laughs> so dumb. Mm. Uh, so I was worried that that was actually a WWE thing that they did it on. Like they did that themselves. Yeah, like they were going to Matt Hardy it. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Hopefully it's not. No, he's that that person in question is no Matt Hardy okay. or Brian Pillman. I know. No, not even close. Not even close. Yeah. Did you know he's rapping or something? I saw a rap something. I don't know. Anyway, it's all clicks and whistles <laughs> to me, Chris. Jumping back over to SmackDown, I kind of liked it when Samoa Joe crashed Jeff Hardy's party. That was great because that means that well, okay. I'm probably saying a lot about me here. Okay. <laughs> but I I got to tell you Chris, I said every one of those things out loud prior to Joe coming out. Everything that Joe said, oh, yeah. mm. I kind of said all that out yeah. loud. So that's me. Hey, man, I, maybe I'm the asshole here. 
Uh, I am not saying that people can't atone for their mistakes. Yeah. I'm not saying people don't deserve second chances. I am saying that the Jeff Hardy has had, like, more than a second chance. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think that... I feel like if he didn't move merch, this yeah. wouldn't even be a discussion yeah. that we're having at all. Because he's just... He is bulletproof with yeah. fans and the kids. And he's he's done a lot of terrible shit. Yeah. And... I, I don't get it anymore. And the more I ever found out about Jeff Hardy in my life as a fan, the less of a fan I became of him. Sure. That's just been the way I have. I mean, for a guy to tank a show like that when he was in TNA, that main yeah. event, I don't think I can ever forgive somebody for something yeah. like that. I just, I don't get it. And, I, and you know what I feel bad for in this whole thing? is Matt Hardy. Yeah. I mean, Matt Hardy really has made the most of this. Right. And he definitely figured out a way to... Um, it, he didn't even really need Jeff after a while, which I thought was so brilliant that he did so good yeah. that he didn't even need Jeff. Jeff became a second banana to him for a while, for a while yeah. which is amazing. Yeah, because he had to ride the, the broken coattails for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, all this time I've been saying it should have been Matt. I've been saying that since 2005. Oh, yeah. Mm. And, yeah, I just, I just you know, I, I'm, I'm with Joe on this one. You know, I know it's story, but, and I know it's that story. everything gets cleared and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. and. This was honestly a long time coming as far as, you know, publicly calling out Jeff Hardy and, yeah. the, and the company for being like, dude, yeah. Yeah, like well, months if, before they put the U.S. title on him, yeah. he's getting DUIs. Yeah. I'm sorry, but that's the truth. We've done long time listeners will remember a show we did where, what was it, he was found in a stairwell or something? That was the story anyway. Yeah, and then the, the police video yeah. that they put on SmackDown. Like yeah. the, oh, yeah. man, yeah. So it's, it's all bad stuff. I mean, I... Joe is being storyline jerk about it, and so he's obviously the bad guy in this situation because people yeah. like Jeff Hardy. Yeah. But, and, I mean, I, I do think that people can make up for their past and things like that. I'm so, not saying that Jeff is a bad guy. I don't get yeah. the vibe that he's a bad dude. That's what I'm saying, is that I don't think he is either. I do think he's made some bad mistakes, and the mistakes that he's made in the past have, similar to what you're saying, have made me not really care about Jeff Hardy so much. Yeah. Um, I never really cared a whole lot. Like, the highlight of his career for me was that ladder match he had with The Undertaker, probably. Oh, like, so good, singles yeah. match, anyway. Yeah, not, yeah. Not, not his tag stuff. Yeah. But as far as singles stuff, that was the greatest moment. But everything before and since then, singly, I'll be like, I don't really get it. Yeah, but that's the punk stuff. But then again, punk... You know, Punk carried that stuff, even, and he I was, was on his say, way. Even the Punk stuff. Well, and he had one foot out the door anyway yeah. at that point. So, like, maybe, maybe because I enjoyed the Punk stuff so much, yeah. and it kind of you know blurred the lines there sure. of reality and and sports entertainment. Maybe I'll actually enjoy this feud with Joe. Yeah, yeah. And that's <laughs> the thing is, I didn't expect to enjoy anything with Orton and Hardy, but I liked their uh, Helen so much. Yeah, it's it's one of those nice happy accidents. That's yeah. definitely one of the surprises of the year. Still, yeah. is that match. Yeah. I gotta say, so. But uh, jumping over to Raw, because we gotta, I gotta, I have to say that this Raw was abysmal. It was bad. I, the only thing that I can pull out of this that I liked was something we've seen a whole bunch before, which was Rollins versus Ziggler. It's the only thing I liked about the show. Everything else was terrible. And this, if I wasn't doing this show, that would have been my last Raw. Worst Raw ever? Uh, it was up there. It was real bad. All right. I'm going to give you some homework, Chris. We did not plan this in advance. I'm going to give you some homework on the show, Chris. And you got a month to report okay. back, okay? Uh, tweet at House Show. But, and you can do it on the Twitter. You can do it on here or both. Okay. Go back and watch the Raw that they did Katie Vick on. Okay. And 
I okay. didn't see that live, so I don't think. Well, here's the thing. Uh, I did, sadly. Yeah, we had different schedules at the time. I remember mm-hmm. that. But we were rooming together at the time. Um, you don't have to watch the Katie Vick part. I just want you to watch the rest of it. Okay. Just watch everything else. Because it's like in the middle of the show. Yeah. So just watch everything before and after. Sure. And let me know if that one's worse. Because okay. I, I still need that to be the worst Raw ever. I think, But if it's not, yeah, yeah. then I'm willing to give it up. Mm, depending on how it goes, I think that one is probably worse just because of the the horribleness of what it was. This Raw, this current one, was so bad because it was so boring. I got you. I just didn't care for any of it, mm-hmm. except for the what I just mentioned. Okay. The This was the one where I previously mentioned that Drake Maverick peed on a robe. Um, <laughs> this is the one Corbin's face was all over this show. He was changing rules to matches, yeah. things like that. That was the... This, how many Baron Corbin versus Finn Balor again, where Baron Corbin changes the rules in the middle of the match again, like he does all the time. How was this interesting to anyone? I don't know. I, I don't. How? Vince loves it apparently. Like he loves Baron. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the only possible explanation. It's the same too. thing he's done before, and Finn Balor has been made to look like a goof, barring his like mixed match challenge stuff. Sure, because he's really fun in that. Yeah, because he gets to let loose and he's having fun with Bailey. Because that's probably the only time he does have fun anymore. I, I, I don't know because even the Survivor Series stuff, he tags himself in and then gets eliminated. The next night in the elimination match, he gets eliminated first. Yeah. with a similar thing. And it's like they didn't even care. They just wanted yeah. to make him look like an asshole. So yeah. like the fact that he got eliminated, they're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, they yeah. didn't even. It's so. It's supposed to be so life and death. Yeah, but they were like, ah, screw him. And when you push somebody, like someone that I like so much, such as Finn Balor, who I think he's been one of my favorites since he's been in NXT, since I've been able to watch him on a regular basis, but when you push him so far into one direction where he keeps getting over and over, he just keeps getting made a fool of, and his victories don't matter because you negate them the next night on Raw, because yeah. he beat Baron Corbin, and but then the next night on Raw... In record time. Yeah. And but then they keep doing this stuff and keep doing it and keep doing it. I don't care anymore, yeah. and that makes me feel bad because I want to care about him, but now I don't care. Zack Ryder, Dolph Ziggler, yeah, yeah. I can't believe this does not resemble the raw that makes me want to keep tuning in. This yeah. is this is not the same show where the kid beat Razor. This right. is not the same show where Triple H took over DX yeah. the night after Mania 14. This is not the same raw. Where Cena and Shawn Michaels did an hour in the UK. Yeah. This is not my Raw anymore. Yeah. It's just not. And then there was that Nia Jax promo that I will say that I am happy that the after the initial booze. Like the, the mass of you hated that too. You hated that they reacted to her that much. Yeah. Because I don't I just want her to go away right now. Yeah. I don't want people to react to her. The only really reaction she got after the initial coming out was whenever she mentioned Becky Lynch. That was the only time they re- the crowd really reacted. Every every time else, they were just quiet. And yeah. she was just kept going, and it didn't feel like she knew what she was trying to say. And it was terrible, and I'm happy that it was terrible, because yeah. I don't want her to be in that position. Yeah. I mean, if only we had, like, a couple of friends that are the regulars in the crowd. Right. To where they could have stuff on the back of their signs. Right. It says, don't boo Naya. Silence yeah. for Naya. Yeah, sit on your hands or something. Yeah. Just don't yeah. look. Turn around. Hell. Just don't look. Yeah. Not Mark. even if you hate Nia's shoes off. Right? <laughs> Just keep your shoes on. Uh, yeah. Speaking of the UK, Pete Dunne versus Jordan Devlin. Ooh. Oh, I love it. It's oh, good. man. And here's the other thing is that they're competing with themselves now for yeah. Match of the Week because I think right. the main event of both of those yeah. were good. But I, I got to say, you know, 
okay, history was made. Yeah. They crowned a NXT Women's UK Champion. Is that the official, or is it just UK Women's Championship? I don't know. I, see, I don't know either. Yeah. Okay, well, but they did it. Because Dunn's title is still the WWE UK title. Yeah, okay. So how does that work? I, I, I don't know. I should have listened for the official word. Yeah. See, Gorilla was right all these years. Let's get the official word. All right. But, man, I, I think I enjoyed the Dunn-Devlin match more. I mean... I think I might have too. Yeah. I think the... It kind of... Another match that kind of came out of nowhere. Jordan Devlin is kind of the least assuming person, yeah. like, in wrestling right now. Yeah. He's putting together a couple of really great matches all in a row. Yeah. And, like, they didn't make a believer out of me. It's not like the Velveteen Dream thing, yeah. going back to that. Yeah. But, man, I love when my face resembles the challenger's face yeah. whenever someone kicks out. Oh, yeah. my God. That was what that match was. And I liked it because you really haven't seen... Pete Dunne has been in some really tough matches. Yeah. But he barely got past Jordan Devlin. Yeah. He won basically by cheating. Like, yeah. That shouldn't have been the end of the match. Yeah. And there's going to be... It's going to be contested. I bet yeah. you anything that's yeah. going to be the case. And hell, man, that match was so good. Yeah. Maybe that... I mean, that's probably what they should be booking for TakeOver. I think so. At yeah. this point, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Maybe two out of... Fuck it. Two out of three. Let's yeah. do that again. Right. Yeah. And Pete always has... He always seems to have a hand on these things. Yeah. Even when, like, Danny Burch, that was a great match, too. Yeah. But it, I never thought, like, he ever lost that match. Same with Noam Dar. Sure. Yeah. You know, they, they got to a point where it's like, okay, yeah. But I never... Devlin, you know, really told an amazing story with right. Pete Dunne. And I can't wait for the second one. Yeah. That's all I really can say about it. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. I think I do... I will agree with you. I think that was the better match uh, of the week. The Storm I kind of hate to say it. I kinda yeah, hate to say it, I do, but... too. I th- I do think part of it has to do. I knew that Rhea Ripley was the champ going into it. A so little that, bit of that that hurt my enjoyment of the match. Yeah, I think if I didn't but, know, I would be a little bit more invested. But also at the same time, Pete Dunne showed up for War Games with his belt that's too. True. Yeah, yeah, it's so, the same thing, yeah. So, yeah. But maybe it's just one of those things. Yeah, I I didn't think about it as much yeah. but because we we talked about it ourselves so yeah. much. Maybe that's why we just kind of psyched ourselves out. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't think the Tony Rhea match was. I think it should have gone actually a little longer. I yeah. don't think they built it up, uh, you know, to the pinnacle yeah. that it probably should have. So hopefully the rematch that's obviously going to happen. Yeah. Hopefully, and uh, I'm saying put that on takeover. Also, I would imagine so. Yeah, uh, that'll probably be the better match. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So Rhea Ripley is badass i mean yeah. she's every bit as badass as they book her she's fun to watch like i said you know i call her the female pete dunn i don't think that's a stretch no no yeah. I, I really like the match she had with dakota kai yeah. in the tournament too that was fun i think she's taller than every ref in that company too by the way oh, so that's right. the best yeah. part about it yeah. so <laughs> can't uh, get in her face right <laughs> it's not gonna happen uh and then closing out the week 205 live we had uh mustafa ali and cedric alexander versus nice and buddy murphy uh, really good match, good tag match. That was a super fun tag match, yeah. and man, I uh, I'll do this real quick because I know we got to go. But even just the little things, Buddy and Tony dressed alike. Yeah, they I wore the that. same colors. Yeah. But is it just me? Did they seem like completely symbiotic and like just all of their movements? They did yeah. so much fucking great classic tag team stuff yeah. in there, and they've been hanging out all year. But I haven't seen them team up a whole mm-hmm. lot with each other. No. They were acting like the fucking Midnight Express out there, or Tolly and Arn. And I, that's like, that's Mount Rushmore shit with me. Oh, right. And the fact that they went out there and did that, I'm like, where, where have these guys been? 
I'm I'm already like put him on the main roster and make him a tag team. They could single handedly revive everybody. Right. <laughs> Pardon the pun, but yeah, I mean that's like what the revival's doing. They're getting you know they're not getting proper look, but they're bigger than those guys. Yeah. Like Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese are like larger men than the revival are. Yeah. So maybe they might have a better shot at getting that kind of stuff over with the brass, if you will. But yeah. I was watching them and I was just so. Mega impressed just yeah. as a tag team. As a tag team nerd, I was marking out for this one. So yeah. go watch this match. But uh, also on the show, we got the return of Arya Davari. So yes. he apparently respects Hideo Itami. I saw that coming too. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was like, oh, cool, Arya's back. And I was like, I didn't expect him to go babyface. Yeah, uh, no, yeah. But I, knew, <laughs> I, I don't want him. I, yeah. I honestly don't want him as that either. I so. knew that it was funny, like, listening to the commentators because they were like, oh, I didn't know Arya Davari was here. But I saw him on SmackDown. Yeah. Like, he was on the stage. This is the Jeff Hardy thing, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah, no, I saw him too. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. So, yeah. It's just, I don't know. Like, don't lie to us. Just, yeah. I know it's wrestling, but come on. Yeah. So I, I thought it might, maybe for a split second, I thought it was his brother. And yeah. he, uh, oh, he, yeah. And he, like, carnied his way into catering again. Right. It's like, shit, I better go out there. <laughs> <laughs> and then closing out the week, closing out the month, NXT uh, from San Jose. It was like a. Initially announced as a house show, yeah. and they ended up having to do a taping there because they didn't have time before <laughs> between TakeOver and the holiday stuff, sure. I guess. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. But yeah, yeah, I yeah, think solid show. I think that's yeah. probably why it was. It was, but being a house show, it was fun because it was focused almost exclusively on just matches, and there mm-hmm. wasn't really any talking really to yeah. speak of. Uh, Keith Lee versus Lars Sullivan, I liked good, sure. good big man match. Yeah. Uh, Birch and Lorcan versus the Mighty was really good. Yeah, thumbs yeah. up. Yeah, tag team fan agrees. I did notice that, uh, and I actually mentioned it on Twitter that Sarah Schreiber, who you have seen in some backstage segments, was yeah. who's she, just she, interview segments. She uh, responded to. She didn't yeah. even tag her in it, and she responded. Well, Kayla Braxton uh, responded to me, and oh, okay, and Sarah sorry, Schreiber, yeah. Sarah Schreiber has been the some interviewer in some segments here and there on NXT, and I think some of the takeovers she's there. Kayla Braxton is pretty much the exclusive ring announcer at this point, mm-hmm. but at the live shows, at the house shows, Sarah Schreiber does a lot of the ring announcing, and she was clearly on screen with the mic in her hand, but the voice we heard announcing people to the ring and the winners was Kayla Braxton. I was like, wait a minute, what's what's the deal? And so I, I mentioned on Twitter, like, I'm pretty, like, clearly sure that they dubbed in Kayla Braxton. And then Kayla actually responded to me not not too much after, like, maybe just even just a few hours. Yeah. Like, yeah, Sarah, there was an audio problem. Sarah did great, but that's all it was. So okay. I was like, oh, cool, thanks. But I, I, I saw that the other day, Chris, and I was like, that's interesting. You didn't even tag either person mm-hmm. in there because, you know, I mean, there's no point in that. Yeah. But she still found it. Yeah. Like, does she have Google alerts on herself, maybe? Uh, I did the NXT hashtags. So oh, did you? Maybe she found it that way. Take an maybe, NXT. Maybe right. it pops up. I don't yeah. know. Hey, maybe. I just thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. So, man, you're on fire, yeah. First uh, first Cassius. Yeah. Now this. Mauro Ranallo. Yeah. Braxton. The only person I got to retweet was Dirty Andy Dalton, so I'm, <laughs> I'm still very indie. You're you're definitely right. big time, Chris. <laughs> I got some I got some interaction from Byron Saxton on over oh. Thanksgiving because uh, oh good. <laughs> Why well, I, I missed this whole thing? Close this one out. He, he yeah. didn't. He I think he just liked it, but in he was wishing everyone like a happy Thanksgiving, 
And on the Thanksgiving Smackdown episode, <laughs> one of the funniest things of the month to me is when New Day was in the ring doing, before their Thanksgiving feast fight, uh, Biggie at one point picks up a turkey and just starts licking it. <laughs> and Byron Saxon just goes, Lucky! <laughs> and, and Corey Graves starts to say something else and then realizes what Byron Saxon just said. He's like, Byron, what are you, what are you saying? What are you talking about? And Byron's like, oh, this looks like a delicious turkey. You just want some tur- good turkey. This looks real good. And so I was, you could, that's when like the commentary went silent because you know they were all hitting the mute button so they could laugh. <laughs> But uh, I just posted a picture of Biggie with a turkey in his hand. He's like, I hope you're lucky, as lucky as Biggie on Thanksgiving. And he liked it. Nice. It was good. I liked it. I thought it was Uh, funny. Yes. Byron Saxon in Thanksgiving. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, You want to get some awards out for the uh, month here, Chris? Sure. PPV, our our, uh, Super Super, Show Match of the Month. Supercard Match of the Month. No surprise. Well, I'd say no surprise, but yeah, there's some really good stuff and a absolute freaking barn burner where we literally could have three or four matches, yeah. and they were all take they're all the takeover matches. By the way, yeah. in case you didn't realize, if you haven't been paying attention the last couple <laughs> hours, but I, I, what do you think? War games? I love war games. Yeah. Well, yeah, you watched it the next day. That's pretty proof yeah. positive that you know that has to be right. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine with that. The other one's definitely going in the pot for yeah. contending for match of the year for yeah. sure. So. Oh yeah. Unforgettable. Unforgettable matches. Free TV or network or wherever you can find the non super show matches. Well, Chris, you know, I never do this and get a little behind the scenes for everybody here. As soon as you walked in the door today, I said, I'm going to save you a lot of time, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I hope I convinced you while we were talking about it as well, in case you were on the fence, I'm not sure if you were, but, uh, I had no doubt in my mind that the free, uh, was it the free-ish TV right. match of the month would be Cedric Alexander versus Leo Rush. I agree with that. Yeah, and I, I still, once again, I, I will not spoil this match until maybe next month if I talk about it sure. again. That match, instant classic. Go watch it. It's unlike any other match you're going to see on WWE television right now. Yeah, so. and I think... Us just talking about it earlier about how the story worked with it to make you believe one thing, but it did something else, and it built up throughout. The story actually changed within the match because they both kind of rose. It just it works on all the different levels that you want in a professional wrestling match. Oh. All right, Chris. Let's go ahead and get out of here. It's 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 been a couple hours. So yeah, did we not make it out under two this time? Oh god, no! It's it's <laughs> this it's the exact same length. We have no way of not doing another right. two and a half yeah. hours. So. <laughs> we just have too much great things to say about everything. Yeah. But once again, it's either a monthly two and a half hour show or a weekly two and a half hour show where we just <laughs> like hearing the sound of our own we voices. Talk about every single thing that happens on every I just, show. I can't do that, man. <laughs> I just can't. I respect the listeners and friends too much to do that to them. And so you can listen to all of our two and a half hour shows. We're actually getting longer as the year goes on, I think. But you can see the progression of how long our shows have gotten. If you go back to cnjradio.com to listen to all of our shows from the relaunch starting in January of 2018. We're nearly a year into the after the the relaunch. So expect some year-end stuff, some year-beginning stuff coming up in the next month or so. Yeah, the, the awards will be back. Yes. And you can check all of that out on cnjradio.com. 
home of the CNJ Radio Network with a bunch of shows and some new shows coming out pretty soon for people who like movies or music or wrestling or whatever you're into, cnjradio.com. Please interact with us on our Facebook and our Twitter. And check out the Twitter, because, yeah, I talk to people sometimes. Things people talk to me, so do yeah. that stuff. Yeah, so at Hal's show is where all, all the cool kids are at. Yeah. And uh, all of us indie scrappers, you can go to at Joey Conrana. Thanks for your time, Chris, and thank you, everybody out there, for listening. Bye. No my name. What's my name? What's my name? What's my name? Oh yeah. What's my name? Rumble still scared. This ain't no fairy tale.